I mean, that's incentive to get to class on time, right? It certainly is. You do not get to come to class if you are late. You can call the office on Monday and reschedule. No refunds. No refunds. Just get a new class. They, they took that money and, you know, spend it on hookers and blow or whatever <laughs> motorcycle coaches do. I don't think they do hookers or blow. Um, no, they might go fishing, though. <laughs> do something nefarious. Then they would need hooks and, and dynamite, and they'd have they'd have to tie their flies. Yeah, while I zip my fly. <laughs> well, this is certainly a gorgeous beer. <laughs> One of my favorite, John. Oh yes. <laughs> hmm. There's something at the bottom of this glass causing it to uh, spontaneously go. Yeah, it's probably the poor washing job that I do after the show every week. We gotta get a brush or something. <laughs> Longer fingers. Longer fingers. Well, you know, there's the screwdriver trick, right? You can take the paper towel and jam it down there in the bottom with the screwdriver. I did not know how oh, damn that's good. Yeah, damn that's good. So one of the, some of the feedback that we got recently was the, please, Joe, please describe a little bit about what you're tasting instead of just saying, damn, that's good. Mm. This is, damn, this is good beer. <laughs> that's a better description. <laughs> You are listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some is made halfway around the world from where you live, and other beer is made right here in San Francisco. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and, well, what you do if you want to sell your brewery. <laughs> I guess that's one of the topics. And then there's another topic today, too, that we'll get into. Uh, the best part about Beer School is... Press right, turn, I mean, the homework. <laughs> Sorry. The homework <laughs> is press right. Turn right. Turn right. Lean right. Lean right. <laughs> press left, turn left, lean left. <laughs> Leaning is important. It is. It's really important. If you don't lean, you might... You go in a straight line. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's not like riding a tricycle where you have to turn the wheel. I like riding tricycles. Uh... uh. <laughs> And all oh, the right and right. Uh, <laughs> the best part about beer school is the homework. The homework. The homework is beer. I've been doing my homework. <laughs> oh, speaking of homework, look, I fixed. Uh, this is the prototype for the for oh. the rework of the mic. The oh. mic rubber bands. Nice. Yeah, it works. Black tubing. Black tubing. Nice. And uh, I wish the walls were a little bit thicker, but um, you know, for five bucks, can't go wrong. What about putting a piece of tubing inside the piece of tubing? Tried that. Couldn't oh. really make that work. There was a um, – maybe if I stretch the tubing out and stuff – there's a way of doing it. I just <laughs> don't have the – I didn't have the skill set to do it at the at the time. Anyway, the the rubber bands, these normal rubber bands, see uh, how, you know, see how – They're like a billion dollars. Yeah, they're like $16 for each mic plus shipping and tax. Wow. And uh, this was – Five bucks for ten feet of surgical or a black surgical tubing, or what they call surgical. It's basically latex rubber hose. It looks like a tube for a really, really, really small bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the ones monkeys ride. Well, it's smaller than that, actually. Anyway, so uh, that's not going to help the show sound better, but it certainly saves you know gives us money to to buy beer instead of buy stupid rubber bands that go bad. Exactly. 
So that's one of the things that's new. You're uh, working on your mute switch. Yeah, and the mute switch is going. After how many years have I talked about building that damn thing? I don't know. Long time. So well, mute. you'd never want to mute. Hey, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got a built-in mute switch. That's funny. Hey, here's where this thing got off to. It was under a pile of paper on the table. No wonder. See, these are all my BART tickets. That yeah, I, you got your, your April Fast Pass there. And my March Fast Pass. And a baseball card from Nat Schreeholtz. <laughs> okay, I never was very good at reading. So we're tasting Liberty Ale. Yeah, in honor of Liberty being Liberty Ale being sold. Being liberated. Liberated. Liberty Ale is one of the very first IPAs that was brewed uh, in the in the, uh, the the rebirth of craft beer. Yep. And this beer is a lot of people would say that it's not an IPA, that it's really more like a pale ale. Uh, but this is the recipe for this is the original recipe for IPA. Yep. Taken from a book from about 1850 or 1895, uh, some, somewhere around then, and, uh, and, and making it to the recipe. So this is, what, this is as close to what the troops would have been shipped uh, or the, the, India, the India Trading Company would have received from, uh, from London. Yeah, and I mean, if you taste it, I mean, this <laughs> – chat, chat, chat. Let's take a break while we taste here. <laughs> Yeah, you get the hops in the nose. Yep. You get the sort of the sort of fruity flavor of the of the beer. You get nice bubbles. You get a nice head, and um, especially as the first beer of the day, mm-hmm. uh, you taste all the components that makes up an, that makes up an IPA. Right, and um, it's like if you travel to England or you get a, an English IPA that's been shipped here. It doesn't taste as much like an IPA as this does. And over the years, the the English IPA had been reduced in strength, reduced in in flavor, and all this. And so, um, people go, "Well, this is an IPA. Well, go to England and taste an IPA, or you know, some of the the more mass produced ones there that over the years had been uh, simplified from what it was originally. And you can taste where those came from, Liberty Ale." Or a beer, not from Liberty Ale, but from an IPA from 100, 125 years ago. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's got all the characteristics you want. It has a, it has a dry hop finish. Uh-huh. It has a golden color. Uh, it smells really good. Yeah. And uh, it, has a, it has a really nice, bitey finish. You know, like, it just doesn't disappear. It hangs around for a while. Yep. And I enjoy that. <laughs> Still saying about uh, house guests and fish, they start to stink after three days. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends on what kind of fish it is. Yeah, I know who the house guest is. But uh, <laughs> I digress. What do, you mean, what do you mean you didn't eat the house guest already? <laughs> oh, my God. We fried the fish? <laughs> well, we're supposed to fry the other guys. So, yes, in Liberty... Um, might be available. Well, I, I don't. You know, I've been. I was one of the uh, one of the positive people when the news of the anchor thing came out. Well, <laughs> yeah, news. Of, so the, basically, the uh, the newswire ships this thing on a Monday morning that Anchor Steam has been sold, and everybody across the whole, everybody who's in the beer community just was like, "Oh no, Anchor Steam's gonna go away." It's Except not- me and Christian. If you look back on Facebook. <laughs> We both said good. Yeah. Good for Fritz. Exactly. We trust him. 
Well, <laughs> you know, the thing was is that is that um, you know I've I've noted that this product, uh, everything from the labels to um, the the uh, the beer holders to you know just the way that it's been made uh, has been cost reduced. Right, the label is not the same uh, glue on can't remove label. Right, uh, the paper on the anchor steam is not that super thick. Really, uh, it almost looks letterpress. It almost looks like a watercolor that label. But anyway, that label's even been changed to yeah. to be a different to have a different look. And uh, I think the glass is not as dark. <laughs> no, I mean it's every every single thing about the product. Uh, you know, to to make it either more profitable or just more cost effective to build. And um, I would say, you know, this isn't a bad thing. Uh, Fritz won't live forever. Uh, he certainly has had his uh, his folly within uh, you know, within its eventual replacements. Well, the thing is, people <laughs> you know, are like, "Oh my God, I can't believe Fritz of the brute." Well. The- if somebody's in their seventies, uh, you know, what do you want? Do you want them to run it forever and then drop dead one day? <laughs> I mean, because uh, we both know that you know he's been plan planning this planning some sort of secession or something for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's not like he was broke or the brewery had you know done the thing that a lot of breweries did in the past where they go oh we're going to do an IPO and then all of a sudden they lose control of the brewery right. Uh, this is, you know, he's got no reason. It's not like he needs to, you know, sell the brewery to make his house payment. Nope. Um, and so, uh, well, and they own the, and they own the building. You know, Anchor owns the building right. that that it's in. So it's not like the landlord is saying, "Get out." Yeah. No, it's like I I believe that he's doing. I mean, he's not going to try. He's not going to do anything that's going to trash his legacy. Nope. Uh, and it came out that said the people there are going to keep their jobs. And I would assume in whatever contracts they're writing up, uh, it's at least X amount number of years until these things can happen, with X amount probably being assumed how long Fritz thinks he's going to live. Right. Put 20 years on it or put 15 years on it, and he'll know that you know everything that he's built has been kept together and who knows what's going on, but I assume that it's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Well, and he the the other thing that's that's really important is that while he sold his his brewery to these other guys, he's not actually leaving. Leaving, you know, he's gonna right. he's he's got a title within it. He's still representing he's still representing Anchor in, and, in a capacity. And one thing that I noticed early on is uh, it's the brewery and the distillery, but he's keeping the winery. Yes. Yeah, I noticed that too. It was a big deal about the distillery, a big deal about the the brewery, um, and not a word, not a peep about York Creek, right? Which is fine. I mean, why would you why would you bring the winery along with that? Plus, you know, it's fun to get in the barrels and stomp grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a fascinating thing. Um, I know that they that the neighborhood has never really liked Anchor in the area. No, the the neighbor a lot of the neighborhood grew up around Anchor. Too. I know, but then they then they complained <laughs> and they said, ah, "We moved in next to a brewery. <laughs> we hate the brewery. The brewery has to go now." 
Yeah, right. I grew up in a place where a lot of people uh, had summer houses that didn't bother if they got flooded in the winter, and eventually they sold their houses or rented their houses, and then people get surprised that this house is so cheap uh, when sometime in the middle of winter there's uh, four inches of brown water in it. <laughs> Why is the cheap house by the river haven't flooded? Because we told it it floods. We didn't think it would flood. Why is my house at the end of the runway so loud? <laughs> I don't like the airport. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's... and I hate people, though. That's... The, that's the, you know, like San Jose can't grow. Airport has to shut down effectively at ten o'clock because everybody has this thing. Oh, we can't fly airplanes into this airport. Yeah, true. You know, the airport was there pretty much. Well, that's one of the reasons why the land was cheap because it was at the end of the runway. Yeah. Duh. Well, I also um, meh. Let me stretch. I'm sorry, folks. I've been up since five this morning. So. Oh, right. It's uh, really early. For if me. I'm a little bit, yeah, it's my. Uh, I've been up for about eight and a half hours now. Um, uh, I had a great thought. It just rattled right out of my little tin can of a brain. Oh, um, I mean, you could say what you want about Gordon Biersch. I don't think Gordon Biersch's quality suffered at all when they got when they sold out to a gigantic company that their plan was to grow them really big. Right. The breweries and restaurants. Well, they couldn't, you know, the, the, they, they realized that they didn't have the capital to grow like they wanted to, right? They got to a point and they stalled. And so it just became, it just became, you know, once you know how to make it, once you know how to, you know, what the shape of it is, you just make them. What shape is beer? Uh, it's little bubbles. Oh, it's little bubbles. Yeah. Isn't the little bubbles the absence of beer? We're not drinking the bubbles. We're drinking the liquid around no, everything the bubbles. goes. Everything goes in me, including oh, the bubbles. Everything goes in me. <laughs> dirty, dirty John. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, 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 not those. So um, so part of the plan is maybe uh, Liberty Ale will be more available in different places. Possibly. Well, I do, you know, we've spent enough time at Anchor to know that they can't make any more beer at that facility. There is no place for more beer to be made, unless they well, they're, they're, they could reconfigure the the uh, you know the area around around the kettles, mm-hmm. right, and expand that. But then where are they going to have parties? I know that's the whole point, <laughs> right? It, it, where are they going to give us free beer and food? <laughs> how are how are we going to have Maytag blue cheese to go if exactly. if we don't uh, if that's not there? So I think you know I think that they could make they could increase capacity at least another fermenter by blocking in that area, but then you know then it's not an entertaining place. It's just a smaller entertaining place. Yeah, it's just a small. Then there's the upstairs floor where the that you never get to see. Oh, the right. level above. I think that's where the Oompa Loompas bunk beds are. Hmm. Yeah, who knows exactly what's up there? It's certainly not. It's certainly not storage. Who knows. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can tasting this. You can taste this and the beer that this reminds me the most of in the in the sort of you know the broad IPAs is Racer Five. Yes, it tastes a lot. It tastes the, the a lot like Racer Five because it's got the it's got the sweetness and the hops going for it, mm-hmm. as opposed to like a, a Blind Pig or something that's a lot hoppier or at least less sweet. Um, yes, less sweet is a good way to describe blind pig. 
Poor blind pig can't see anything. What is that? Our, our stereo mix there? Are you no, trying to look at I'm me? I'm just making. You're trying to look at me, John. No, I'm just making. I didn't. Well, there would be a small <laughs> echo in that because that other what, mic what, is there. What? What? Rock and roll, doc, doc, doc. Turn your radio down, down. <laughs> what? 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 Oh God! The one of the guys who taught the motorcycle safety class didn't look like Tommy Chong. But he had all that sort of, you know, grizzled old bike rider hippie dude look like Tommy Chong. <laughs> if you get where I'm going with that. Very experienced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, part of it is, is that we'll, I think that we'll see uh, parts of Anchor uh, not brewed there eventually. Possibly. You know, if they're talking about expanding it, making the brewery mm-hmm. bigger, um, bringing up capacity, I'm sure that these guys are going to actually have an advertising campaign now. True. Um, you know, they, they spent enough money. We, don't, we still don't know <laughs> how much money it was that it sold for, but um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but they will be more aggressive in the brand. Right. That's for That's for certain. In this whole thing about the cultural craft brew center project whatever thing that's attached with this that's fascinating too are they going you know part of that would be you know maybe turning i mean this is all speculation off the top of my head um like taking all the functions that uh the parties that anchor hosts Mm -hmm. and you know making doing some sort of nonprofit foundation that carries that on and expands that and makes it more uh structured like maybe you have somebody who's like a director that gets the groups in and coordinates stuff and does outreach and does that as a bigger uh, marketing play into marketing as well. Interesting idea. Or maybe they'll buy the A's and move them to San Francisco. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's that baseball field right by the brewery. That's right. The A's <laughs> could play there. The A's, they, you know, right now I think it would, uh, the, their crowds might be able to fit. Well, they could just play. They could just play at uh, Candlestick. <laughs> no, I would not. You weren't here. You never saw a Giants game at Candlestick, did you? I did. You did. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Oh, it was a Ditterod, a Ditterod <laughs> conditions. Even when it was nice, it was horrible. Yeah. It was. It was the most swirly, windy, cold. Too wait. It was either too hot. Yeah. You were roasting in the in the sun, or you were freezing. I used to like to watch little tornadoes of uh, trash blow around. Yep, there was a lot of that at Candlestick. Yeah, and and, uh, and my uh, my mighty Golden Bears uh, Cal football we played not this season but next season at the uh, ballpark. How about that? Wow, that's a uh, there's a promise uh, never kept. <laughs> they said we will never play football in this ballpark. It's not professional football. It's college football. It uh, doesn't matter. They've played. <laughs> well, they did the uh, the Amazing League there. What was that one? Oh, yeah. They had fake football there. Yeah, right? they had real fake football there they, where they had the cameraman on the field. Yeah. What the hell was that about? Excitement. I guess for the fans that watched the cameraman get. <laughs> and, I and, saw his, and his $30,000 camera get bowled over. I saw Well, now they're just going to give everybody a flip. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put it why don't they do that put put you know helmet cam you know sponsored by flip yeah 
Or um, no, I was there for the uh, the Nut Bowl uh, a year ago or a year and a half ago when Cal played. That was interesting, and we were sitting right up um, the upper deck. That funny little appendage yeah. that's over the corner of uh, left field. Yeah, that was really good for football. I bet. I mean, that was like looking straight down on the field for football. I liked it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll fill it in the rest of the way someday. Oh no. <laughs> well, didn't they take the slides out of the the Coke bottle? I don't know. I thought I went by there. I have to check that. I think they took the slides out of the Coke bottle. Why would they take the slides out of the Coke bottle? Because they kept getting sued by drunk idiots who went down the slides and twisted their ankles. Okay. Well, you know, there's two ways to fix that problem. One of them is to say you have to be under 18 to go down the slide. Right. Period. There is no way that you can be an adult and and you have to sign this this form. And say, I say that I am a dumbass that is drunk, that's had too many Budweiser's, and I'm going down the slide. And I'm 17. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been down that slide, and it's not, you know, it's awesome if you're a kid, but if you're an adult, it's just a bit uh, narrow. (laughs) A little uh, little claustrophobic. Yeah. Well, there was that Homer, the the Simpsons, Homer (laughs) at the water slide, and Homer gets wedged into the water slide. And then all these kids get shut. They just said, send down more kids. And the kids get going, boom, and you don't, don't, don't. And they're finally taking a crane to take the section of Homer, the two section of Homer out. Yes. That's too funny. Good times. I do not watch the Simpsons anymore. I find them on Hulu or wherever they are every now and then (laughs) it's funny i used to be a very big i used to love the show and then there was a season where it just got a little bit too uh too much preachy too much mr damn it and i said (laughs) okay enough of that i do not need i do not want to watch david and goliath in in the form of yellow cartoon characters i will not watch homer simpson i am so, John, we were going to do a show last week, but you instead were at a fancy camp out. I went. Got any stories? I have some stories about Boonville. <laughs> um, in fact, one of the things that I'm going to put up is all the music that I recorded. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and that show is going to be called Boonville. It's actually. <laughs> <laughs> John, you know, your titling never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> and I was going to record an intro to it, but I decided that I'm not. I'm just going to. We'll, we'll put this show up first, and then Boonville will go up next. Nice. And uh, there you go. But Boonville, what a great what a great time. The weather uh, must have been beautiful. It was. I wish you were there. <laughs> <laughs> the Unlike last year when it rained, uh-huh. and it rained for four days uh, on this side of it and the other side of it. And I had a ticket, and I was ready to go, and everybody was expecting me, and, and it was – I hadn't even had a ride. And it was raining, and the forecast was for rain, and and it was cold. And I said, no, I'm not going. I really can't see myself in the cold and the wet and the rain for three days. Yeah. Because uh, it's, you know, it's camping. It's not, it's not a... Uh, you know, it's not go to the. It's not a convention. Not go to the hotel and well, and, so, get a, and get a badge and walk around with that. You know, it's a it's a full on outdoor experience. And it's camping with porta potties. Oh, geez. Not even like campground concrete bunker toilets. Oh, these things are the most hideous things ever. You know, if if there is <laughs> if, if there is one thing, yes, I yes. <laughs> if there is one, here's 
Part of it is this. These guys are are every year under under underestimating what it's going to take. What you're saying, John, is the toilet should be pumped every day? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's not like... Because I can tell you, there was one time when I saw something where you thought you only saw stuff like that in a cartoon. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and it's not that the porta potties are dirty or trash. No, they're just full. They're just overtaxed. And, <laughs> well, the thing we know is that if they, if they ran the, you know, the blue truck around... To, to to dump these or to dump to pull to pump them out the honey wagon yeah. it's technically known as the honey wagon if they would go and, and drive that around on Saturday while everybody is at the beer festival there would be nothing there would be no problem but they don't do that <laughs> oh man you know it's like you open the door surprise and you open the door surprise and this is you know you're just looking for one just because okay how how I just gotta, you know. How, how much poo is there here? It's all. <laughs> it's everyone's poo. I don't see why people just don't because they have their their on site uh, water system. Those ponds, yeah, just pee in the pond. Same thing. Well, peeing is not the problem. I know. <laughs> uh, peeing is not the problem. The so there's a couple of things, a couple of stories. So the highlight of Boonville was poo filled uh, porta potties. Yeah. Poo filled porta potties. Now the, the highlight of this, of the, of the, the thing was I was pouring beer. Um, and this woman comes up and says, I'd like an IPA. And I said, we're out of IPA. We don't have any more IPA. However, we have a beer called back and black, which is a black IPA, which is, has to be na- renamed, right? Because B, you know, black IPA. So black India pale ale, Black pale ale, come on! Uh, you know, I thought I thought they were just getting big enough that they got a cease and desist from ACDC. Oh uh, no, they're going uh, ahead with that name. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, the woman, hello is Angus Young. <laughs> oh hey, Angus, want a beer? <laughs> yes, I'd like one, but and then I have to serve you this. <laughs> yes. You serve me beer, and I'll have my lawyer serve you. You something. serve me mine, and I'll serve you yours. Wait, that's not so right. Anyway, so anyway, how does the lady like this the woman uh, came, bag This woman black. came up to me and said, I like an IPA. And I said, we have black IPA. It's called Back and Black. And she goes, I don't like dark beer. In her, in her bitchy, witchy voice. Was she wearing a halter top? No. Or a tube top? No. So I look right, I look at her and I, and I mimic her back. I'm like, I don't like, I don't like dark beer. And Lloyd is standing behind me. <laughs> And he's like, I don't, he just starts to laugh. He's like, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> and then she looks at me, she looks, you know, she's got daggers coming out of her eyes because I just made fun of her, right? Uh-huh. And I said, you didn't even try it. You're just making an assumption that because it's black, because it's dark, it's going to be icky, right? You didn't, you, your commitment to this beer is me pouring you half an ounce and trying it. If you don't like it, you can dump it on the ground. And then she goes, I don't like dark beer. And I look at her and go, I don't like dark beer. <laughs> you know, here I am, you know, I'm representing the brewery. So this, it's kind of a, kind of, <laughs> kind of crossing the line here, you know, cause I wear the colors and the whole thing. And I'm thinking, you know, if, if she has issues with this, the guy who's represent, you know, rep, you know, managing the whole thing, he's just laughing at you too, just so you know. And uh, well, she'll probably she probably didn't remember by the end of the day. Probably or it didn't was. matter, but you know, my, my the the opinions that that the festival goer has, you know, preconceived notions about things. I mean, you're there at a fest, right? 
you're there to try beer. You've you've thrown down fifty bucks to to, and you've driven all the way to Boonville. That's true. And I hope you're camping because otherwise the the cops are gonna get. My favorite stunt like that that I pulled at Boonville, and I wasn't pouring for the mighty two one A, but uh, for the the America's oldest original brew pub. Uh, Ah, uh, three rocks. I, I got a cu- I got a cup from some guy who was totally wasted. We were sitting down. I go, I'm sorry, we're out of that. I go, you want something out of the slop bucket? He goes, yeah. So I take the cup, I dip it in the slop bucket, uh, and I hand it to him. And he drinks. He goes, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's looking at me like, I can't believe you did that. And I go, I told him clearly what it was. <laughs> Here, have some slop bucket beer. It wouldn't be so bad if you weren't th- using that to throw other people's old beer out. Oh, I never did that. I know, but I'm saying that, you know, you could just put <laughs> No, the, it wouldn't be so bad if there wasn't like a paper towel that somebody wiped their bloody finger on in there. <laughs> Why does this beer taste like Band-Aids? Why does this taste like herpes? <laughs> I get a Band-Aid smell. Yeah, it's because there's a Band-Aid in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's the game where you just leave the taps open and grab cups as quickly as you can yeah. without ever closing the tap. Come on, come on, yeah, next, come on, come on, give me your glass, give me your glass, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, that's kind of fun for a while, and then the, and then the, there's the, uh, the girl in the, in the sundress with the bug glasses, and she goes, I love your beer, oh, it's so good, and you're just like, uh-huh, 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 I like, I like, the, the nice thing about pouring there and at many festivals is when it's your turn to go try some other beer, you just walk around to the back side oh, of the taps exactly. where the beer comes from instead of the front side. Yeah, because everybody knows everybody by the by the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good time. Well, plus if you're back there, they know you're supposed to be back there. Right. For the most part. Unless you're uh, like that girl who came back. She wanted beer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> I don't like that beer. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, let's see other Boonville stories. Um, so the the other thing that that it's an observation. You know, you know, we don't. I don't often go to the festivals where it's just a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. You know, we we tend to go to the more industry kind of stuff. You know, where uh, it's it's not get your drink on kind of thing. It's more going and trying different beer and and enjoying beer for what it is uh and that's been like the winter fest that our friends from the brewing network threw uh it's like the beer festival that opened sf beer week it's the festival that closed sf beer week you know there's a lot of things that that uh, a lot of things that we've that at least that i'm attending yeah that, that are not that are not just <laughs> You know, drink to drink. I'm going. I went for three on that list. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then and then there's the classic um, beer festival down at at uh, by the water, the International Beer Festival. Yeah, that I've never been to. Yeah, I've never been to that festival, and I've because I, as I understand it, it is total. Just give me your strongest beer, and I don't care what it is. I've paid fifty dollars to drink for two hours, and so I'm going to drink for two hours. Yes, yeah, I'm going to walk out of here polluted. Oh, and stealing stuff—that's yeah, that's what stuff. I heard is the problem. People are always trying to grab stuff and run yeah, out. With take it. every single thing. Yeah, Lloyd was talking about how basically they go. Everybody goes in with nothing, uh-huh. you know, no sign, no handouts, no anything. People don't even know who people are because mm-hmm. you know if you have a sign, someone's going to go. Uh, Can I have that sign? Can I have your banner, dude? Are you done with that? Because yeah, I'm going to go walk out of here and tear it up and throw it on the ground and 
pee on it just because I'm a I'm a 23 year old stock trading douchebag who's got a crappy apartment in the marina and I need something to put up on my wall and this would be really cool. It'd be really cool to have as a as curtains. <laughs> Can I have two? Because, you know, when you get the special lady into your apartment and she sees that vinyl beer sign. It says water. As, curtain, as curtains. You know. Yep, you know. She's, you know the eagle has landed if you know what I'm talking well, about. Well, she's looking at those going, those have got to go. And you know you're getting real curtains soon. <laughs> There's nothing pink in this apartment. <laughs> That old chair. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to sit in it. Ew. I'm not even going to sit on you sitting in it. <laughs> uh, so well, weather was good. Weather was good. Anyway. Food, food was good. So food was always – food is amazing in that there was an amazing amount of food. Um, we stopped on the way up because we're rolling in the RV. Uh-huh. Stop on the way up, go to Costco, and they get three carts full of food. <laughs> you know, it's like we just need a few. You know, you just need a carton of eggs. Well, it's two cartons of eggs. You know, you just need a little bit of beef jerky, but it's you know the tub of beef jerky, and it's just incredible. The the it, you know it was a it was a spectacle of an American gluttony. This this thing, we ate most of it <laughs> <laughs> because everybody kept coming because where we parked, you know, people were walking by and were like, hey, you want an egg sandwich? <laughs> and nice. There was lots of bacon, lots of eggs, lots of stuff, and so we just shared, and that was a good time. Kumbaya. Uh, yeah. Well, there was those people that are singing around the campfire that had a guitar and a banjo and a violin, and these people just kept singing. It was kind of, it was really right out of uh, a love in, and so I watched that for a little while, and then decided that it was just a bit too love in <laughs> for me. And, went on to the next campfire well, where there funky. was a where there was a marching band oh yeah the, yeah. the beer drinker marching band yes, or whatever that the thing is tappers of, yeah which is you know every every beer festival that's outside around a campfire needs a marching band around it mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody is in general needs a marching band around them yeah. and it's funny to hear the marching band so you know we've we've seen the marching band i guess three or four times now and um, the very first time you hear them, it's like, oh, hey, cool, marching band, how how unique. And then after you've been around a, a little while, you start hearing what's going on. These people are fighting about where to stand and how, you know, you were off and, you know, oh, yeah. get on it and the whole thing. It's it is it is the worst it is the best of marching band which is that it's happening but it's exactly like i remember that these people who were in band were always bickering about things and like nothing had changed you'd think they would just go hey i'm happy to be in a band and play now see cal band just drinks a lot uh, well that's what these guys did <laughs> and they're good and they march and they march they lift up their legs and march and uh, well these guys march do patterns over, these guys march over to the keg and come back and <clears throat> And they were pissed because somebody drank their beer. Some other people were just randomly drinking their beer. But it didn't have a label on it. It said, for, you know, unless you're holding an instrument, you mm-hmm. don't get to drink. <laughs> wow. So they're pretty serious and, uh, and tight. Yeah. They're not the generous marching band. No, they're not the generous marching band. How horrible. What? The people are drinking the, the band's no, beer? No, the ungenerous marching band. Oh, well, 
when you're out when you're doing the campfire, you should always oh, would you like to try some of this beer? Would you like to try some of this? Not this is our beer. Stay away. Part of it is, is that because they're playing, they're not actually always drinking, so they need to be uh, they need to have a supply of beer. <clears throat> and I get that. Well, just have one of the guys with a tuba not really play the tuba, just fill that full of beer. <laughs> yeah, set that up. I'm sure. I'm sure that she was going to be really happy about that. Or what about the uh, bass drum? Bass drum? Yeah, it was being drummed. <laughs> uh, well, it would, just, it would change the sound like water. Funny. Um, well, the other so Boonville is interesting in that it's a festival that's four hours long. It's from one o'clock. <laughs> it's a festival that for four hours long that requires three days if you're a brewer. <laughs> <laughs> and so the festival itself is really it's, it's it is really a long way to go for a really short time. And there was this guy, and he kind of has a point. Um, in that you know by four. Four thirty, four o'clock. People are already running out of beer uh-huh. uh, because because they're saving all the good stuff for later that night. Uh, something like that. But but you know they allocate so much beer. There's so many people that show up, and you really don't know how many. You don't really know how many people are going to be there. You don't really know the gauge of stuff. You could always bring extra beer and and then bring it back. But um, but the point is is that is that you know people. I there's like I said there's two sides to this. One of them is I get that it's a monumental effort to get a bunch of people up there to help your brewery pour beer, and uh, we went through we went through six kegs of beer in four hours, which is kind of a how lot. many different beers were you pouring? We were pouring watermelon and uh, I and two IPAs. Okay, uh, so we had um, two back and blacks and one uh, one double trouble and three kegs of watermelon so and by by exactly five o'clock we'd poured our very last beer uh-huh. like five was happening and we went <laughs> and it was done and the thing that happened is you know the cops are going around saying pull your taps pull your handles we're done uh-huh. and so you know because we're where we were we had no choice because that we were the first on the list, and they stayed to make sure that we weren't pouring beer. And you know, meantime, everybody else is frantically pouring beer because they don't want to take their beer back at this right. point. And so people were coming up and go, "Just give me a beer. Just give me anything." I'm like, we don't have any more beer. Look, I can lift this keg. See, <laughs> and they were just getting belligerent and and mad. It's like, no, the cops told us not to pour beer. We're done. You want a beer? Go back to your campsite. You know, if you or come over here with a cop, and if the cop says we can pour you a beer, I will pour you a yeah. beer. I will find a beer for you. Well, another thing is uh, on running out. I mean, I can see people's disappointment if they go, "Oh, I." Somebody is, you know, you get a buzz going. Like he could have had a buzz on Back in Black because that's a good and a and a relatively unique type of beer. Yeah. And you can have a lot of people just going around, oh, you should try this black IPA mm-hmm. that they got over at that place. And all of a sudden, your cake's gone like that because yeah. instead of, what, it's maybe 30 breweries up there. So easily almost 100 different beers. But if all of a sudden one or two start getting buzz, those cases are going to... Well, like the watermelon beer, yeah. right? The when when Who makes watermelon beer? <laughs> Um, okay, so I guess we have to drop the name in here at this point. It's 21st Amendment. Uh, 
brewing 21st amendment brewery makes a beer called watermelon wheat we've talked about it before no it's called hell or high watermelon oh, right. it's called don't you remember the grand rebranding of 2009 yeah, right. or whatever you know, it was i still call it watermelon weed i mean you know talk about you, uh, john 100 percent my share you need to have 100% mind share if you're going to be in on this. Okay, I'm going to rewind. <laughs> okay, hell or high watermelon wheat. Trademark. TM. <laughs> All the kids are going to school on that beer. Uh, no, the, the, the girls find out that it's there, and they're like, you were somewhere else last year. I couldn't find you, and I've been looking all over for watermelon wheat. That's what all the girls tell me, so except I'm, the part about watermelon wheat. <laughs> So I'm like, yes, glasses. And they just get back in line and they drink their beer and they get back up there and like, hey, didn't I see you like five minutes ago? Yes. Here you go. And they get back Big in line. Saucer eyes. <laughs> um, so that's what happens. And uh, you're right. People, a buzz happens about something and people want to try it and they run over and they, they get their, their share of it and eventually there's no more. Eventually, there is Eventually, no more. there is no more. And the the one guy had a point though. He's you know he's he's going around and it's like four thirty, and you know we had beer and I poured him a beer. He's like I've been trying to get a beer since four since you know for the last twenty minutes. Nobody um, has beer. I'm like all of these people have beer. What are you talking about? Get in line. And he's like I haven't been able. Okay, so you're complaining to complain. I get it. But what was happening was is that other places were actually running out of beer. And so as he was working his way around, he was finding that, you know, they, yeah. were, they were already done. I'm sorry, we're out. I'm we sorry, we're out. we're out. And that just puts pressure on everybody else because if those guys are out of beer, they're like, they just rush over to where there is beer and eventually there is no beer. See, that's why you have to serve people like that a little bit out of the slop bucket because uh, that will slow them well, down. Well, we should just put a little spigot on the slop bucket and then uh, there you go. Or just uh, pre-pour a bunch of cups and say for people who can't wait. Right. For people who can't wait. Bring the cup What do you back. call this? This is the old bar towel. <laughs> this is... This is sponge under the table. Oh, that just sounds like give you a rash. Yuck. So the other part about Boonville, and, you know, they... They, I don't know if they should advertise this. I don't know if they should make a big deal about this. But the, the CHP are... It's a fundraiser for the CHP It's a well. fundraiser for the CHP as well. Not just for the town of Boonville, but for the city and state of California. So these guys are pulling... I mean, there's like 10 of them waiting on the road out of Boonville. And they're just pulling them over one by one. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the person... And you'd have to be an absolute dumbass to drive out of there with any with any smell of beer on you. Like, oh, I accidentally poured a beer on me. Great, I'm not driving <laughs> um, because because they're just pulling one after another. And you either better be a drunk you are a drunk driver. You <laughs> you either better be a drunk driver or pretty damn stoned. If you wait, where was I going with that? No, I mean de- <laughs> designated driver. They both start with D. I knew. Yes. Yeah. So you better be the designated driver and be very convincing. But your your car is still, you know, you're going to roll down the window and it's going to waft out beer, and that's going to be unconvincing to uh, 
to the officer in charge. I'm surprised that they don't, like, you know, when the SFPD is expecting something, they have, like, a bus waiting. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't have a bus waiting a bus. to take everybody over to Ukiah to lock them up for the night. Yeah, a bus and a, um, and a, uh, a car transport. Yeah. Or not even that. Just, like, you park your car here and we'll, come, we'll bring you back in the morning. Yeah. With, uh, with, you know, and you and your friends are just going to have to all come with us. They should just set up in the parking lot. Although there's not really, you know, you park at the fairgrounds. You park. There must be a parking lot at the fairgrounds. I've always because I've always well, except the first year or two when before it was a big thing, and I was a a civilian at the festival. They used to do a pig roast, mm. and every they'd pull like two or three pigs out of the ground. Yeah. But you had to be right there when they pulled the pig out of the ground because all of a sudden the line went like halfway around the place. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, all the other times I've just. Parked in at the uh, at the brewer's campground, and you walk to the festival. Yeah, after you drop off all the stuff you got to drop off. Right. So then the other thing is when you're walking home, don't don't have an open container. Don't have an open container. That's going to get you uh, pulled over for walking. Don't look like you're. You don't even fake walk drunk. <laughs> Because that's going to draw your attention, um, and and it turns out that they're pretty serious about about pub about public intoxication. They basically are writing tickets to write tickets. Yeah, and I would say that the festival does a really poor job of of, of uh, telling people do not drive. Well, you're I mean you're stuck. Yeah. If you don't have a designated driver. Yeah. Because the road to Boonville is no cakewalk. <laughs> Basically it is a it is a test. <laughs> and even if even even just normal it is a test. Uh no, no I I would never drive that road uh even on a little bit of beer. Because yeah. it's this windy it's this windy, turny, hilly Yeah. Thing it's that's a good Northern California road. Yeah, it's beautiful. Lots of redwoods, lots of stuff to see. You basically, as you're driving, you're like, "Ooh, what's that?" And you know, even as the driver, you still get sucked into the beauty of the of the whole thing. So, is that Lloyd in the captain's seat? Did the RV have the captain's seat that like swir- turns all the way out of no, the way? No, it did not have that. <laughs> it did not have that that feature. Um, the RV was a good way to go. Oh yeah. Although I have okay, so RV people, I'm sure they've heard this before. Why do they make them like? Why if they're all RV like, right? They have all the rules of RV. Like you got to turn a pump on, you got to deal with stuff. Right. And it just seems to me that if they're making rental RVs, they need to dumb them down, you know, so that they're just so that they're compatible with the way that people are because they don't, you know, the the guests that show up don't know how to, they don't know the rules. Well, yeah, there should be, or at least, like, one switch. Yeah. That right up next to the driver. Yep. Big red switch that says, I am parked now and camping. And you turn that switch on. the camping switch. And that switch turns off whatever needs to be turned off and turns on anything that needs to be turned on. The other thing is is that I, I, you know, and and I understand that it's important to monitor the stuff that's on. Because, you know, a water pump on is a bad thing, right? If you're hearing a, that means that water is being pumped. For some somewhere, and you want to know why there's water being pumped, right? So it seems to me that there should be lights on the outside above the door, or you know, some conspicuous place. You go, oh my gosh, why is the water pump on? Yes, and you can just visually see it from that from the inside outside, 
you know when 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 the bad things are are uh, are happening. I just know my impression of riding in an RV is they just rattle. Yeah, and that just because I'm a little OCD <laughs> that just drives me nuts. Like the whole thing's like, yeah, it just does that the, it, <laughs> the whole way, and you're like, ah, ah. And then there's this one thing that's, yeah. Oh, no, see, I can't. I could do it. I could do it with like a little uh, pop-up VW camper thing. Oh yeah, uh, or like some sort of van conversion, maybe. But where you've got oh, the dining room table flips up into a bed, that flips into a stove, that flips into a bathtub, and then flips you off. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's oh, and there's nothing wrong with RV. But when people, <laughs> yes, there. no, there, there's nothing wrong with RV when everybody's on the same page as RV. Oh. But when when you just have guests who come along, they're, they're a little bit more tolerant of rattles than I am. Well, or you just fix them. And the, the other thing is, is that it's RV is just a one step up above camping. So you still have you still have the expectations of camping, and it's when 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 the guests along just don't quite understand stuff like that. Uh, no ten minute showers. Well, no shower, right? No ten minute showers. No, um, you know, when you put something in the sink, it just doesn't deal with itself. Uh, stuff has to go in the trash all the time. You, when you prepare something, you can't just leave it and let it go. You gotta. Uh, it, it's just a. It's you know, things have to be put away. It's like living on a boat. Yeah. A boat uh, with wheels. A boat with wheels. It is. A boat and no radar. Wheel. And no radar. And no depth sounder. Bloop. 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 Boonville. Boonville. Yeah, staying up late, walking home. I did not have to tell the time machine story this time. <laughs> Although Anybody fall face first into the fire? No, oh, this one guy. <laughs> guy's feet almost caught on fire. Cool. His shoes? <laughs> His shoes. Yeah. He came he came to the, the, the campground where we were sitting around uh, with guitars and singing and having a good time with that. And uh, this dude came and sat in the chair and promptly passed out, sort of stretched out. And his feet just went right to the edge of the fire. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he had a hot foot at some point. Oh, yeah. But he was, uh, he was a goner. Nice. And various people's, you know, over over the period of, it turned out it was like three hours, uh, brought different beer over and had some different food. Coming Any really over. interesting beer? Um, We're so jaded. <laughs> well, there was there was a case of consecration, which was unexpected in the middle of a field. <laughs> um, there was uh, there was a bomber of supplication that Natalie and Vinny shared with us. Nice. Um, there was another bomber that I didn't get to try because it was basically for the for the Russian River staff and crew that they very quietly opened. And then later on, when I saw the bottle, I was like, <laughs> um, the uh, the gorilla pod with magnets is pretty cool. What's that? Okay, so um, you know the you know the gorilla pod, which is that tripod. Oh yeah, it's a that, tripod that bends. Yeah, it's a bendy tripod. Yeah. Anyway, they, the the bright boys figured out that they could put magnets in the bottom, in the bottom feet of it, and so uh, Natalie from Russian River put a flashlight 
on the tripod and put it on their on their uh, delivery truck above where the kegs were. Oh, nice! Yeah, I was I thought that was really clever. So um, now I have to get a tripod with magnets on them. And the body of the delivery truck has enough metal in it that it sticks to the truck. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that was a learn something for the for uh, the tech show. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of tech show, I'm almost out of beer. Oh, should I open that big bottle? Yes, please. Here. Oh, this is a beautiful label, by the way. This, uh, and, I mean, the the, uh, the cage. It's the Sierra Nevada. Ooh, was that me? That uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevada 30th. Yeah. Here, talk about a cage. Okay, well, this cage looks like any other cage. Ooh, it's a porno beer. Oh, check it out. Triple X. <laughs> um, it says Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, 30 years anniversary. It's got a great big 30 on it. I guess they didn't do this for the 29, huh? <laughs> Lovely. Let's get down to... Uh... 1980 to 2010. <sighs> My... What was oh, I doing in 1980? Oh, wow. I was basically... Perfect. John? Why, thank you. So this is Sierra 30th Anniversary. Fritz Maytag, owner of San Francisco's Anchor Brewing Company, is regarded as the founding father of the craft brewing movement. Harumph. Fritz agreed to guest brew this very special ale with us in honor of our 30th anniversary. As a nod to the dark ales and stouts that seduced both Fritz and Ken in the early years, we bring you this pioneering stout, a rich and roasted ale, perfect for aging and worthy of your finest snifter. Enjoy. So this is Fritz and Ken's Ale, is what this is called. Fritz and Ken's Excellent Adventure. Well, yeah, they had a time machine, and they pulled it around to 30 years. This is beautiful. It certainly looks like a stout. Yeah, except it has a little bit of uh, Liberty Ale head in it, oh, left over from, the other, th- from the other glass. Obviously, we didn't rinse them. Well, that's Wait, dark. The, the magic of uh, podcasting, of course we rinse these. Of course we rinse them. And they're in a snifter. Yes, provided to us by Thirsty Bear. <laughs> That's Thirsty Bear. Third and Howard. Yeah, Third and Howard. I was <laughs> going to try and come up with a address. I don't think. I think it's 537. No, that's five, 547 is is uh, the other place. It, it will be right across the, from the. Uh, the new MoMA. The new extension of MoMA. Where's the fire truck going to go? Uh, they're building a new firehouse for the fire department uh, like two blocks away on Folsom. Somewhere. I'm assuming it's the far side of 4th Street, because right after 4th Street on Folsom, there's a parking lot, I think. Oh, right. So it's going to be a block closer to the freeway and a block and a half further west. That makes sense. That's always a traffic jam, though. Well, no. What they say is where the fire department is, where the firehouse is there now, it's always clogged on 3rd. So it always turns in, the truck always turns into traffic when it leaves that firehouse. Wow. This beer is good. (laughs) Deep too. <laughs> you know, it was it, it was it was my. That's go- the Golden Gate Bridge uh, yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, those boys got it going on. Whoa, that's yeah, really chocolatey. Told you. Whoa. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I bought two of these. I don't know that we're going to get to uh, age it though, because we might just have to open the <laughs> other one right now after we finish this one. Um, it was my uh, goddaughter's birthday party yesterday. Ah, we taught her to pour beer when she was three, <laughs> two or three, two. I two. don't think. I don't think she. I don't How old does she know? Uh, first grade. Time flies. That I got, was four years ago that we did that. I thing. got her. I got her a uh, this thing that generates rainbows in your room. I don't even know how it works. <laughs> I was at the toy store. Generates rainbows. It generates rainbows. What? I, I don't know what it does. Does it? But like, it's this funky looking thing that supposedly generates rainbows in your room. Do you fill it with water? You plug it in and do something. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to talk to Jaime and see how that worked out. Like all the kids. It sounds are, dangerous. It sounds. Fun. You plug it in. That's yeah. the first problem, yeah. right? <laughs> generate rainbows. <laughs> generates rainbows. And it's not a unicorn's ass because we know those generate rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, it was between that and a mini marshmallow gun. I love mini marshmallow guns. <laughs> Have you been to Jeffrey's Toys recently on Market Street? No. It's great. Because we were talking about at the party, basically there was the kids' party, and then all the parents of uh, the ki- the kids and their parents left, and it was left with basically uh, the father the father's group of friends. Uh. So we spent the day out on the, on the deck drinking beer, and the kids were playing out there. And... Um, yeah, somebody was talking about the toy store she went to to get the the toys and how it's a nice toy store in the East Bay and it's got a little kids play area. And I go, you know, Jeffrey's in the city is pretty cool, but you know, come to think of it, I doubt many kids ever go there because it's in the financial district. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's got toys like stacked all the way up, like yep. different toys. You know, it's not all set up so like kids can like reach stuff. No, it's like, oh, I get it. It's like totally packed full of toys because that's where parents shop. Exactly. And kids are rarely there. But they've got, I mean, all these really interesting they've got the uh, the rockets that just stomp on and they shoot up in the air but i um i said i was going to wait until the youngest of the three kids was old enough and i was going to get them all mini marshmallow guns there you go yeah when then then it's a then it's a bug battle it's a nice it's yeah. a nice friendly kid war yeah exactly no one gets hurt until someone figures out that a marble is about the same size. That's <laughs> a mini marshmallow. Oh, John. They're never going to hear that. I'm never going to tell them that. And then uh, uh, there's this cool building toy that are all these translucent plastic panels with magnets. Oh, fun. And so they just like click together in the corners automatically with magnets. Wow. Well, then you could and turn I, them around and then they would be posing. Sometimes they do do that. Yeah. Huh. Sounds... Sounds productive. So I can't believe they should call this beer. I can't believe there's not chocolate in it. Oh yeah. Well, I wonder what the what chocolate. There probably isn't any chocolate in it. No, there's not any chocolate. No, it's it's all, just it's roasted all, and so perfectly balanced that yeah. it tastes like a mouthful of chocolate. It's wonderful. Um, I'm sure that you could probably get this around the country. Yeah. Wherever, uh, wherever, wherever Farnersy and Nevada pro- products are found. I'm very happy with it. And it's only 9.2%, so. It was a dollar a percent. It doesn't It doesn't taste like 9.2. No. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, it was ten bucks a bottle. It's chocolatey. It's dark. It's delicious. It leaves this nice mouthfeel. It's all chocolatey. Ah, oh, it's wonderful. I don't. I'm sure that it would go fine with lots of different things. Not um, eggs. Not eggs. <laughs> no, not eggs. Not cheese. Oh, the um, right cheese. A big stinky cheese. This could. Work I think with strawberries would go well with this. Maybe some some blueberries or raspberries. Raspberries. We've done a show since I got back from Canada, haven't we? Canada, where no, we haven't done a show. <laughs> no, we have no, we haven't. We, we haven't recorded a show in quite some time. In a long time. We haven't recorded a show since I got my scooter, and I got my scooter before I went to Canada. Hmm. Mm. No, we had, but we've been putting up shows. Yes, because I've been finding stuff in the back catalog, like well, the IPA show, which was quite the find that that was resurrected <laughs> from the John cursing. Oh my gosh! The world. I, th- I thought that I'd lost that show. You had lost that show. <sighs> that it showed up again is awesome. But yeah, we we should do a show, and I can talk about my impressions of at least the Vancouver part of Canada. We did talk about maybe it wasn't around a microphone though. I have to look at my calendar. Hmm. But like yes, I've been, I've been, I've been slaving away at my real job. How's that going? Uh, fine. We just uh, last the beginning of last week, um, I managed to get in the the last of the things that I had. You know, the first draft of. I've written besides doing a lot of other stuff. In the last two weeks, I turned in a like eighty-five page technical document wow. that I wrote and a 60-something page draft chapter for an env- environmental impact report. So all these people I know who are in graduate school and bitch and moan about writing their papers, eat me. <laughs> <laughs> environmental impact report. I don't, you know, you wanna, you wanna, lots of things will be impacted <laughs> on a 200-mile-an-hour train. Yeah, no. <laughs> we all, sunshine and bunnies. I still want to keep putting an Easter egg in one of these things, but I, I can't. What Easter egg would you put in? Just Well, I try to write them interestingly. It's very hard. There are not that many action verbs that you can use right. when you're writing this stuff. But I try to, you know, I try to. And I found, because I had to read a hell of a lot of stuff, like reports and things, to write what I'm writing. And actually... In a lot of these plan, general plans and environmental impact reports, they do have interesting little history sections. Oh, good. Along with all this other gobbledygook. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some really interesting history stuff where you're like, oh, that's interesting. I did not oh, know I that. Bet. There are very few humans that have ever read this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say uh, a friend of mine put a white paper out the other day, and I was reading it. And he, he's typical Unix software guy, where he's where he's written. Here's a whole bunch of stuff that he cares about because oh. because you know that's the way these guys are. And I'm looking at him like I don't know what it does. <laughs> what is it that you're selling? What is it that I'm supposed to care about? And that's like 15 pages deep. Oh, that's the that's the old put it on the wall and stand back across the room and look at it that yeah. we learned in architecture school. Is take your drawing every now and then, put it on the wall, walk back twenty feet, and see what it looks like. Yeah, 
to see if aesthetically the whole drawing is hanging together, how your use of space is. And it's the same thing with writing. And it was interesting because these two, these two different reports that I was writing, the information in one and the information in the other basically got mixed into the other one because mm. one supports the other one. And so what I did was I started writing one, and I started writing the other one, and then I did this big editing thing where I edited all the material back and forth between the two, and they were written in different formats. But it's like when I get bored on one, I'd go to the other one and just keep going back and forth to keep it sort of mixed up and me not wanting to kill myself. <laughs> but anyway, I said, I said, please, before you release, release this paper, put these five paragraphs in the very beginning. Because this, that- is, this is what I am trying to do. It's, you need to write it for somebody who has no idea, it, starting from zero. Write it for your mother. What no, would your well, What my, would your mother do if uh, she if wouldn't she, understand a word of it? For one, and I don't know that she can still read. <laughs> she, she can she read, can. but it's just the same sentence. <laughs> Sorry, have I read this before? <laughs> no, I like this. I like this. I got my mom a new TV for Mother's Day, or my sister and I did. Wow. Well, well how, you, how, how how flat is it, and how many inches? is Oh, it? you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this story, John. This is right up your alley. So. My mom's got a TV in the TV room, and then she's got a TV in her bedroom. And in her bedroom, it's like an old, what we used to call 13-inch. Yeah. Or probably 15-inch. 19-inch. No, no. It was oh, like, 13. Oh, no. It was, you know. That's it a was wee like, little thing. And um, Considered big at the time. It was a nice old Sony. Yeah. It was a good TV. And then like about a month and a half ago, my mom goes, I don't get any not many of the channels come on, come in on my TV in, in the bedroom. <laughs> Actually, <anymore>. none of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go and I look at it and I go, "Well, yeah, mom. You know when you know they they sent you the thing to switch over the TV in the TV room, and you didn't. And I didn't want to go. Well, that was an analog signal. Signal. Now you have a digital signal. So all you're getting is this ephemeral stuff that's floating around. Because she got really, really sort of snowflakey channels on this. And I look at it and I go. Okay, Mom, eventually you're going to work. To fix this, I think you have to get a new TV. Oh. So I told my sister. So got online, got to Amazon. And I forget who. It's either Toshiba or Hitachi makes this really nice. Now it's called an 18-inch, but it's still about that oh, big. it's still that big. Yeah. Uh, 18-inch flat screen with built-in DVD, sub $200. Oh, okay. And it and it has a digital tuner in it? Yes. Even better. And so... Uh, so for Mother's Day, I went over there, or Mother's Day Eve, last Saturday, um, went over there. My sister dropped it off because she had it uh, UPS to her office because she's always there, or she has somebody to pick it up. She dropped it off. I went over there, got out of the box, hooked it up. The thing weighs nothing, which is perfect because my mom has it on this little antique rolly table thing. And then um, I like, okay. I remember the last time I hooked up my VCR and it like auto-tuned the channels. Let's see how smart this TV is now. So I screw the cable into the back and I plug it in and turn it on. And he goes, do you want me to tune the channels? Yes. And it goes through and just tunes all the channels. The problem is, though, it was still, I guess there's strong enough analog signals around. There's no analog signals. There's some signal. It was tuning analog channels. Hmm. So I don't know what the story is with that. The problem was then I had to go through and manually take out all the analog channels. And I told my mother uh, to make a list of the channels she likes and doesn't like because she's got a lot of channels now. And eventually I'll come through and, like, you know, she's not going to watch Korean TV. She's not going to watch the Spanish channel. 
Yeah, Spanish Channel's interesting every now and then. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to use that as my example. She's not going to watch the Korean Channel. <laughs> so go through and, like, untune the channels and get it down to, like, the number that she likes. Because, like, Channel 9, the, the local public station, has got five channels now on digital. Right. Channel 9, uh, KQED. Yep. Which is that green right building the over there. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that's why TV doesn't get very good reception anymore. <laughs> and you ignored all those letters that kept coming. Your TV is about to break. What do you mean my TV is about to break? It works fine. Oh, the best thing was it was on top of VC, uh, uh, on top of her VCR. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of that too. <laughs> I found a box full of videotapes the other day that I kept because it was all the all of the best work from my art students back in the day. And so there's a VCR there and a TV there and I'm going to actually have to go through it and look and see if it was as amazing as I thought it was. You have to put it in context for the time. Oh yeah. I'm still I have to go look, I have to go to the uh, the app store and see if they have somebody put load runner on the iPad. Oh, finally. No, did they? Oh, I don't know. See. So, Load runner would be perfect. It would be because you because I've got I've got you that just little point, you just point to where you want the the, yeah. the dude to go. Because yeah. I did I did get the color version of Load Runner when that came out. There was Apple Panic. Remember that game? No, that was like Load Runner. What about Lemmings? Lemmings? Where you blew up the Lemmings? Yeah, sometimes you had to blow up the Lemmings. I like that one. And the one that I really liked that I can't find. And it almost doesn't even exist when you search for it. Is stunt. Uh, right. Well, that, what was that RC game that you got stuck on? Remember the game that the RC car game. You were listening to a show that we did about Mac. Oh games. yeah, the the thing where you drive around the little yeah the yeah, arena that was called something like stunt. Yeah, I should go play that tonight. Yeah, you lost days to that. Oh yeah, I, I remember you thing. were hating that, uh, hating around, me for that, blowing up bubbles and yeah. stuff like that. That was a fun game, and now I've got the little uh, the the Tron game for my uh, for my iPod Touch. Oh wow! It's basically Surround. Surround was my favorite game on my twenty six hundred, uh-huh. except when your joystick broke and wouldn't go in one direction. Surround was basically worthless. I'm surprised that somebody. Well, I'm sure somebody's done has done Snake, where you have to tilt. Oh yeah. Uh, I gotta get a camera. Hold on. Go get a camera, John. While John's getting a camera. Uh, I'm going to let you all know that I went to my motorcycle safety course today, uh, or finished up my motorcycle safety course because now I have a scooter. And uh, to skip the uh, test at the Department of Motor Vehicles in California, you can um, take this uh, safety class that's one evening in the classroom and then two days out in a big parking lot driving around little cones. Um, And I got to tell you, I am impressed with motorcycle riders because... There are people who started this class who'd never been on a motorcycle before. I have a scooter. I've ridden it around for a while. That whole shifting thing on motorcycles looks very complicated. And this Why is, from, is it so hard? Uh, you know, I can drive stick well, you know, for a car. Yeah. But starting out from zero on a motorcycle and learning to do all these things with your feet and with your with your brakes and your hands, uh, it just felt like the couple of us who were doing it on scooters um, were cheating. Or else we were the special ed kids. <laughs> we were the special ed kids in the class. That's funny. You will need to be in second gear by the time you reach this point. Scooters just be going quick. <laughs> me, <laughs> me, 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 me. 
I was going to take... Actually, I was learning to ride motorcycles. Uh-huh. And was out practicing. And I was going around a corner, and a guy looked right at me, and he drove into the bike. <laughs> That's what people do. And the very last second, I got sped up, and the bike goes, you know, crashes and goes down, and and he and he comes over and he goes, "I'm so sorry, I didn't see you. Do you need any help?" I'm like, "Yeah, can you help me lift the bike up? Because it was a fairly heavy bike." And uh, we get it up, and he goes, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, I'm not okay." And he goes, oh, "Hold on, I'll be right back." He gets in his car and drives away, and I never saw him again. Well, how was that supposed to help you? Evidently, he went for help, <laughs> and uh, like started the bike, and I drove it back to back to uh, uh, the house. And uh, my roommate, who owned the bike, said, "What happened?" I'm like, "Guy crashed into me, or almost crashed into me." And you know, the bike was it had some damage, but not a lot of damage. And I and we ended up having to take it to the motorcycle shop and have shit replaced. And I never rode a bike again. Nice story, John. Yeah, nice story. Sorry. Uh, well, I've been I've been uh, so far on my little scooter. Uh, I've been across the Bay Bridge twice. That's got to be an adventure. Golden Gate Bridge one and a half times because I bought it in Marin, so I had to. Oh, you had to come across the yeah. the yeah. Golden Gate Bridge is a cakewalk. Sure, Golden Gate Bridge is a total cakewalk. The Bay Bridge. The last time I came across, <laughs> I was trying to time it. Both times I did it, it was on the weekend. I'm like, okay, if I get it to about 7.30, that's usually when the traffic jams up on the Bay Bridge, and I can just go. Right, you can just drive through everybody. I get to the toll plaza. <laughs> and the electronic signs, warning, heavy winds on bridge. Ooh. And there's almost no traffic. I'm like, oh, oh, no. I have to go across this bridge at like 60 miles an hour in strong wind. <laughs> and it was coming straight at me. It was like. <laughs> well, at least it was coming straight at you. I have so far not, because I've also been out in wind, side to side, it's not that bad. I've had more problem when I've been driving my smart car that I rent. I've rented a smart car three times now. Those things are fun. It's like driving a go-kart. I bet. But, uh, no, in the wind, those things blow around in the wind. Of course they do. They only weigh like 100 pounds. Yeah. My scooter's about probably half the weight of the smart car, (laughs) and they get about the same mileage. Smart cars are amazing. They're they're um, they're really fun to drive. They've got a lot of space. Uh, they've got great visibility. They're easy to park, and they get over fifty miles to the gallon. Hmm. Perfect. Why don't we have more of them? Because people are scared of them. I guess. And all it is is a gigantic steel cage with airbags. <laughs> the whole body's plastic. Sure. But uh, I was talking to the, the fine folks at Avis who rent me my car, and the person who runs the franchise down Fisherman's Wharf, she goes, yeah, one of the first ones we got, these people were up in, uh, in Sacramento, and somebody completely blew straight through a, a traffic light, slammed into the side of the car, and the driver like jammed a finger when he got pushed on the steering wheel, and uh, the passenger got her, got her wrist hurt a little bit. Car was totaled, and they were slammed into somebody like going thirty-five miles an hour from wow. the side. Because all it is is like a metal cage with airbags. Yeah, but it's it's so fun to say. I love you know, like going down the freeway, and it sounds like it should be going. <laughs> and 
<laughs> you're like blowing past people on the freeway, like because they'll do 75, 80 miles an hour. Right, right. Not that I would ever speed. Um, you're well, like, you have to keep up with traffic. You're blowing past people looking over at all these jackasses in the South Bay with their big fat BMWs. Going, yeah. I'm passing you in a smart car. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I paid way more for this. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's a, it's a fun little car. It's, it, it's, it, I, I like renting them. Hmm. I want to change the subject back to beer for a little bit. I don't drink beer in the smart car, so. Okay, beer, right, beer. Um, I've been, I've been. This has been batting around in my head for like the last two months. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a moth trying to get out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, all the all the little feathers fall off the moth, and it yeah. can't fly anymore. Yeah. So it's now just. So you have to let that idea out of your head right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll never. It'll just have no feathers. Right. So this is this is an interesting thought, and I've been okay. I've, we've we've been doing this show for three years, and the goal of the show was pretty simple: that we just wanted to help people. Get over being a beer snob. Oh, I thought it was going to get to be to get rich by giving away podcasts for free. Well, we got <laughs> no, we did get rich, in a, and we got rich in a different way. But our uh, souls became enriched. Exactly, and we became immortal as long as the server's on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that really puts religion to shame if you look at it that way, John. <laughs> I could. You get to tell the bunny joke forever. Actually, you don't get no. You never told the bunny joke on the air. No, I send the bunny joke out an email right. when I get a request. Well, okay, so eventually we'll have to have a robot do that. So if uh-huh. you send bunny joke to Motor, it'll just automatically respond. Just have an autoresponder message <laughs> when I die. Instead of, I'm sorry, Michael Keesley, <laughs> send your email. To, <laughs> send your email to so and so. No, my autoresponder will be okay. A bear and rather in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sort of perfect. <laughs> maybe, so, we should, maybe we should just make an autoresponder for bunny joke. No, because I do that personally. Okay, okay. Right, you do that personally. You copy-paste it personally. I write something, and then I copy-paste the joke. Nice. Okay. So anyway, I've been thinking about this idea that the moth is finally escaping at this point. Okay. So I've been thinking about this idea that... Got it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Those poor people who are listening with headphones... <laughs> They're like, you know what? I was complaining about you guys eating food, but motor clapping his hands just really hurt. <laughs> no, this is what I've been thinking about with with regards to beer. In in that, it's baseball season, so I have a different. You know, once, duck season, duck season, <laughs> baseball season, duck season. What happens is, is that when it's baseball season, there's a whole bunch of people that are in the area, uh, specifically where the office is and where where we interact. You know, where we go after work and where we hang out. And it, it becomes clear to me that we're fighting the wrong fight. That there's this idea. Yeah, it's not the Rockies that's going to do in the Giants this season. It's the damn Padres. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, that's funny, too. Uh, I was going to get serious, and now I'm not. Okay. Well, anyway, the idea is, is that... Is that I've seen so many people come into wherever place and they they order what they order. They order a Bud Light. They order a Stella. They order something that they know. And that when the place doesn't have it, they go, I'll have a shot of Jaeger. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so this idea of this idea of teaching people that it's okay to like more than more kind of beer or better kind of beer, why are we even bothering? Because people have told us it's helped them. Well, I know that. But I'm, what I'm saying is just in general, That's right? a rhetorical question. Yeah, okay. But just in general, why are, we, why, why are we even catering to – why are we even – why aren't we catering to them? Let's give them what they want. Exactly. Here, you want a Stella? Have a Stella. You want a Bud Light? Have a Bud Light. Because what's going to happen eventually is let's say that, that craft beer catches on, that it becomes like the next – that it, it becomes things – that everybody digs, everybody loves, right? So suddenly the places that that we like to go to, we can't go to anymore because there's so many people there that are trying to get those beers. And that that everything collapses or starts to collapse on itself because there can't be enough of it. And it just becomes more and more expensive over a period of time because of the because the demand is there. But you're going to get more people supplying the demand. Well, okay, but let's just say that... I mean, Cursed uh, Indian Barrel Grand Brew Pub just uh, opened back up. I haven't been to it yet. Really? Oh, yeah, Cursed Indian Burial... <laughs> Cursed Indian Burial, burial Ground Brew Pub. Brew Pub. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, it's really, it's really doing well. Although they're only open until 10 o'clock and they keep running out of food. <laughs> Damn, you know why? Curse. It's the curse. <laughs> I heard a story. Uh, one of uh, one of my spies went and uh, who lives in the neighborhood. You can narrow that one down. Yeah. Went and goes. Um, somebody she was at, with asked for wine. They go, we don't have wine yet. I'm like, how tough it is is it to just have like a case of red and a case of white, and for the time being, call it house red and house white. Right. Because people are going to ask for wine. Social red and social white. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, I, uh, the question of do you need to have cocktails? You know, yeah. I'm, you know, our license, I'm mezza mezza on that one. Our, 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 but, li- our license is on its way. We're not approved for that yeah. yet. You know, but, and people will understand. Like, oh, oh yeah, but they had here. booze. They had booze. They didn't have wine. What? And you know everybody, you know, or not everybody, but I'd say 30% of people who walk in casually to a place, even if it's a brewery. Yeah. Can you have a glass of red? I'm sorry, we don't have wine. What? You can't have a case of red in a cat. Just call it house. We have one. It's worked in Italian restaurants forever. That's yeah. house. That's weird. Don't drink too much. It'll take the enamel off your teeth. But I mean, you know, and so in, in, in my thesis is, is is part of this is is that you know wine has the same kind of problem. Right, in that the things that are very popular are inaccessible for people. Right, are not popular. The things that are very good that have scored very high, you can't. You and I can't get that because it's not affordable. And even if we did have it, we would go, yeah, okay, it's lost on us. I yeah, mean, it may be the best bottle of highest rated whatever chateau whatever, but what is it? It's it's something that that. Well, I don't, I, we either don't have the words for it, we don't have the money for it, we don't have the place, you know, the the venue to drink it, um, you know, those kind of things. Now, with with wine, it seems like there's a to me, to me when I'm drinking wine, there is a diminishing return as the price increases. Well, yes, that's in, that's not proportional at all to the cost of the wine. It's like. 
if you go from your sub ten dollar bottle to all of a sudden the sub twenty dollar bottle, there's a huge difference there. Right. And when you're getting the right stuff at the you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen dollar range, uh, at a reasonably place place price place where you're going to be buying wine. Uh, you're getting good, tasty wine that's got all these things that go, oh, yeah, that's the flavor I'm looking for. That's the flavor I'm mm-hmm. looking for. But then when you've got somebody who goes, oh, I've been storing this up a kangaroo's ass because that's the way you're supposed to age this one when I bought it at the Napa Wine Auction in, in 2002, and we just got this new stemware from Czechoslovakia out of this fan, fine crystal. Oh, you really must try this. And it's like, I, that's really nice wine. I don't see that it's proportionally... Right. Can For, I, can maybe, I try it's, it? maybe it's my retarded palate, but proportionally, that relative to where you get where you get up to the, the to the good range in wine, I'm not seeing the you know. With beer, Wait. it's more like we made this incredibly tricky, strange, distilled, you know, like utopias. Yeah, like Utopias. It's the process that they went through to make the dumb stuff. Right. Or it's something that's been aged X amount of time, which means it costs more because... Well, and you, then there, but then there's a finite amount of it, right? Yeah. You know, if it got aged... Well, there's a finite amount of, of the same this wine, too. That's that's very true. Yeah. But but the wine, as as Fritz Maytag said on the Michael Jackson video, he goes... Painting with oils, you you take some and you you mix this here and you dab it and you you get this all together. And wine, it's much more watercolors. Whatever you put down, that's you don't have really a chance to change that by adding. You know, yeah, yeah. It's wine is wine is you put it in the thing and you. Here, let me piss off all the wine people. I don't think they really is. You put it, you you crush it, and you throw it in a barrel. That's it. <laughs> a lot of skill there. <laughs> and beer, you can do a lot of stuff to mess with it. Or more stuff to mess more with it. More stuff to mess with it. Anyway, I just I, I just look at the I just look at the future of it and and I'm happy that there's a distinction between between craft beer and factory beer. And I want that distinction to always stay and I think that craft beer needs to be really careful about how they grow because if they get a significant populace of the factory beer, they will be crushed. They won't be able to keep up and they'll try to keep up and it'll be it'll be the same thing like the brewery rush that happened in the eighties. When everybody tried to open a brewery and all these dumbasses come in because they think they're gonna make a quick buck. Yeah, but how big the distinction of, of factory, how big is the factory? Well, it's, Sierra Nevada is hunkin' huge. I know, it is, it, is, <laughs> it is hunkin' huge. Stone I haven't seen, but Stone, stone seems to be big. Stone is big. Uh, Anchor, right. Anchor sits at about the quaint level. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's on the, on the 25 or 6 level. And, that, you know, when I look at that brewery now, I'm like, well, that's a small brewery. And, uh, and you Whitmere, my- Whitmere doesn't seem overwhelmingly large to me. Mm-mm. But I've never seen all of it because the tour doesn't show you all of it. No, it's kind of like the Corbell factory tour. You get to see the... Uh, you see the video. You see the interesting thing and there's... And that. I've been in the... I mean, I've been in the... in the. Well, I've been in two of Budweiser's beer factories. And both of them... <laughs> the dinky one that we have out here in Northern California, mm-hmm. which is their dinkiest, I mean, that's huge. But then you look at 
uh, I saw the one in Newark, and that's you know Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know repository <laughs> size huge. But I don't know. I don't. It's all a factory. It is all a factory. I mean, we we've gotten past the places that are really craft that sort of had like built it them. Well, no, let me bring it back to this. Okay. Um, I would say there's a distinction at the turnkey brewery. You can buy a turnkey brewery. Somebody comes out and sets the whole thing up and it makes beer. Right. Um, and I think most places do that now. There's still places that, I mean, there are places that still make it on a pot on the stove and serve it. I mean, roughly at that level. Right. Uh, the places that are former or current brew at your own, brew yourself places. Right, brew on premise. Um, and then just really small, like three belt breweries and stuff like that. That's really crafty. But there's a lot of stuff now where, you know, you order it and they come up and they set it up and you've got, you're pushing buttons. You're still dumping stuff in by hand, but you're pushing buttons to keep the thing right. So I understand what you're saying with craft. It's not, it's not the best descriptor at this point as the craft brewers become more and more refined mm-hmm. in, what, in what they do and how they can do it. Okay, that's exactly where I wanted to have this discussion go. Okay, no, th- this was the moth <laughs> coming out, right? And my and my, the premise the premise was is that oh my gosh, we have we are we are looking at the be- possible beginning of a train of a uh, of a crash of of magnitudes that we don't ever want to see. Nah, if 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 uh, I mean I I cannot divulge and I have not divulged a secret. There's there's a craft beer out there that's that's being brewed at some place that's definitely a factory brewery. And, uh, you know, nobody, nobody can tell the difference. No, nobody can. Tell and it's me. not a brew. It's not a beer that we really talk about on this show, but, or look at, look at, uh, look at Sam Adams. Sam Adams is, well, there, there's, if a you perfect, get into partner brewing, right? Well, there's a perfect example, right? They, they, for the first 20 years of their existence, they didn't even have a brewery. It was a beer in name only. Yeah. You know, Sam Adams uh, Brewery. Well, okay, that brewery that they had in the in the the the, uh, the weird area of Boston that they called their their brewery. Oh yeah, that was a, that was for show only. <laughs> <laughs> An ancient bottling line that didn't work and and a uh, ten barrel system. But it's, I mean, as things grow, I mean, Drake's Drake's brews for different people, and Drake's is getting more into that yeah. since since. Uh, Dear old John Martin bought it, and he's fixing it up to because he sees a need for people to get to get beer made, uh, not just for Jupiter. And he does, you know, what's the difference between going to Jupiter and Berkeley and having Jupiter's beers that are brewed twenty miles down the road and stuck in kegs and driven up to to Berkeley, as opposed to any other beer that's brewed there? Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing. And I got to tell you, he's really done a good job with the graphics, too. Whoever, and I think it's always been the same person or the same group that he's used for for their design. I mean, the design, if you go to Jupiter on all their, their artwork there and their different beers, they've got one for the, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Pilsner, where it's like a man, a woman, like lying down in a field, except they're <laughs> at a blue sky, except they're actually blowing bubbles up through the bottom of Pilsner glass. Oh, wow. It's, I mean, they've got, he's always had, fan, from Triple Rock, 
through 20 Tank, through the Jupiter stuff, and now the rebranding of Drake's. I saw I saw a Drake's bottle today. Yeah, when I was buying this beer, I almost I almost took it with us. It's very it's not the uh, the plastic wrap thing anymore. Right. Um, it's very it's a very uh, I don't want to say sophisticated, but grown up looking. Yeah. No, so I would say with I would say what happened because uh, there were some at the at the party yesterday. I didn't have any, but I saw the bottle, and it's probably he just took it to his designer and said, "See this label? Mm-hmm. I want it to look basically the same. Go, you know, because it's still the boat, right? The uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, whoever his designer is does really good. Speaking of packaging, the packaging, the rebrand for New Belgium is quite quite good. I haven't seen that. Um, they've gotten rid of their um, their red and blue with the uh, with the painting thing, yeah. and gone to something that's very uh, almost recycled looking. Mm-hmm. And it started with a it's it it started with the the uh, introduction of the Ranger IPA, uh-huh. and then it's gone on through the the whole the whole thing. Uh, what stood out though is when I was looking at the. Uh, the mothership wit, which was the package that was, I think it's yellow colored. Um, the organic, the USDA organic certified, stands out really well on the package. And I don't know if that was intentional that they wanted that, you know, that that kind of a, a bug to show up. You know, uh-huh. more almost more so than the than the the name itself. So you're looking at this going, huh, look at there. Pretty, there's the, that there's would the, be pretty crafty. It would be. Um, Can I toss you another Liberty? Yes, please. You know, the... Again, I must say, this Trimmer bottle opener. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. We have a standing. Uh, we have a standing invitation to go hang out with the crew from Trumer. Sweet. Yeah, we got to do that. We got to use our powers more. <laughs> I use my powers. Remember, John, when I put that curse on Adobe because yeah. they shut down freehand? Yeah. Look what's happening to them now. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, now it's all coming clear. Why? Why uh, there's so much pushback on Flash? Yep. Everybody, oh, we're going to put this all in HTML5 now. HTML5. And then I'm sure you saw the uh, the funny uh, Apple's response to Adobe's uh, We Heart Apple thing. Yeah, that was funny. We, <laughs> we, we little and- square Lego cube or whatever that <laughs> symbol is for missing Flash Adobe. Adobe, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a... <laughs> This is a this is really funny because you know no one's actually come out and said this. This is one of the problems of Flash, in that is is in that the tool is not an engineering tool. The tool is primarily an art tool. I you know I use Flash when it was built into well it's still built into freehand. Yeah. Where you, you know in the old days I remember doing something with the friend of mine uh, going. Oh, you need to have this word transform this way and move around and have these umlauts fly in? Yeah. I go, I can do that. And mm-hmm. I basically uh, use freehand because you have this this thing in freehand. Well, you still have it in freehand where um, 
if you're doing like a, a flip pad animation, uh-huh. you just do a different layer for every bit of the movement. Oh, right. And then you say release layers to flash, and it turns it all into a flash animation. There you go. Um, that's my experience with Flash. <laughs> my experience with Flash is to, is to support a bunch of artists who don't know how to code, who don't know, you know, their their idea of like I can't get it to work. They find some example, they copy paste it in, and it might be from Flash forever ago. Wow, that <laughs> is my depth perception. I've never seen that demonstrated before. Oh yeah, I do that every now and then. Um, there may or may not be anything over there. Oh, there should be. There should be, but there's not always. Well, you keep talking about Flash. Well, so the issue with Flash is is that you've got these guys who are artists who've never written a line of code. They're trying to get stuff to work, but they don't really know how to make it work. They finally find something that, that does what they needed to do. It might be from a new Flash. It might be from old Flash. And there, there it is. It, 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 does their, it does the job. So then this then propagates throughout their whole project. <laughs> and then they don't really understand why. The machine is fans are starting to kick in, right? But they've got this. They've got this script that's going. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And it's calling itself a million times a second. That's a lot. That's a lot. Or however, however many it's 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 going. And so then this thing gets released into the wild, and now somebody's and machi- then all the salmon die. Exactly. And then all the salmon die. That's not cool. But uh, uh, so that's that's the basis of you know that's part of the basis of. Uh, beer. <laughs> wow, he got all the beer out of that. That's hilarious. I feel sorry for this guy who always put our beer school garbage in. His well, place. you know what? The layoffs continue. That guy doesn't work there anymore. What? There's no need for good design anymore in this world? Uh, no. So yeah, that was totally my, my lack of depth perception. If you notice, most of the time when I when I pour something, uh-huh. I usually go almost to the point where I tap. Yeah, where I do, do that. this, right? And so I'm like, blah! Uh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so no one's actually said that the people that actually use Flash are bad designers or bad engineers, uh, but they are. <laughs> and... Um, so what what it is is it is a tool that is easily abused. Yes, and that's the pushback that Apple has not specifically said is that is that yeah you guys let a lot of people you you release a lot of crap into the world and you have no way of making it better because your tool is not a proper IDE, right? It doesn't have any way for 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 this to to uh, become better. Uh huh. And. Um, I don't know. It's just it. That's that's one of its big problems. These things happen. It does. Well, no, it's really my curse. <laughs> oh, no death perception, or no, no flash, no flash, or the flash war, the flash war. There he's like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. change this all to something else now. Well, part of it, part of it is, I look back on the development of wow, which show are we doing? I look back on the beer school. I look back on the development of this stuff and I think often that you know we had great tools with Hypercard. We had great tools with Director. We had great tools with Author. And and it wouldn't have been too big of a jump for any one of those tools to have been the the backbone of the internet. You know, Hypercard was you know, think about how that would, how that laid out and what cards were and the development of that stuff. It should have been the internet. 
The same now way, we're going way off. No, well, no, no. Now <laughs> the, the same way that the same way that 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 you know HTML happens. You know HTML <laughs> happens. It, it's a you know it's somebody's science project that got released onto the world. <laughs> I'm just remembering a the often beer school guest uh, who was telling me about when he was in graduate school meeting the crazy man who carried around stacks of three by five cards. <laughs> <laughs> who had done HyperCard and then was like going around, ah, the internet stolen my brain. Let me show you how it works. Here are my three by five cards and masking tape. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, you cursed Adobe. That's what I cursed probably, Adobe. They should have released that product as something else. <laughs> it still works fine. And you have the G5 to prove it. I have an Intel G5 running 10.6, and my <laughs> last updated and touched by anybody in 2003, freehand still works. Nice. Oh, yeah. It just won't, uh, it won't use uh, Aperture as the internal editor within the program. Because you can go uh, edit in whatever to do to oh, edit, yeah. things like that, and it won't, it doesn't. It won't, it won't round trip to Aperture? No, it won't. Huh? 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 What's that? Well, Aperture probably doesn't even have have the the uh, the hooks in it <laughs> to round trip it. Right. But yeah, freehand does everything. How do you do this freehand? And now I have to tell people, yeah, you, you don't even want to know. I'll send you a PDF. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you a PDF. Yes. It's just fine. You can take that PDF and open it in Illustrator and edit it in Illustrator. And you can change the words to whatever words you want. Or we can just turn it into a PDF and you can stick it into into uh, PowerPoint. And then PowerPoint can mangle it into a low-resolution JPEG. And then you can ask why the image isn't in high resolution. And because I've become older and mellower, I just then send them a 300 DPI JPEG instead of telling them that uh, PowerPoint's a hunk of crap. We get old. I don't have to give the story about it. I sent you a PDF created in a in a PostScript program. It has infinite resolution, the drawing that I sent you. So don't tell me it doesn't have good resolution. No, I just go, okay, I'll send you a 300 DPI JPEG. You can put that in your PowerPoint. <laughs> Why is PowerPoint so slow? Oh, because there's 300 DPI JPEGs in it. <laughs> I just found the button in Word, or not in Word, in um, in uh uh, pages reduce file size. Oh, there you go. That goes through and takes all the photos, makes them smaller. That you've cropped into it, it you know, brought in at full resolution and cropped and play with it. It automatically goes through and reduces the, the resolution. All of a sudden, my thirty-five meg uh, pages or Word file becomes like a one point five meg file. Hmm. That made me very happy. That was probably the high point of last week. Finding that that menu command, yeah, because it was like I was I was FTPing those report those reports to my client, and I'm like, oh, I can email it again, huh? What do you know? Cake played today or yesterday here. Cake played yesterday. Yep, over at the Great Meadow at Fort Mason's for O'Reilly's. I was riding a motorcycle in circles and then going to my goddaughter's birthday party. I didn't know that Cake was playing. Cake played, unless it's next weekend. 
have to write. Have could to be next weekend uh, at O'Reilly's Oyster Fest. Oh, that's next weekend. Yeah, Cake Plays. Cake's the headliner. Um, There's a really good... I, I heard Cake play last year. Really? Yeah, they were playing the Apple Developer Conference, Ooh. and so which was at the Yerba Buena. And so I just... I knew that they were playing because that's what the buzz was on the Twitter. So I took something that 21 or the 31 or the five or the N or the T, wherever it was. And I got off it at Powell and walked over, hung outside, um, you know, across the street, sitting on a bench and listened to cake. Nice. Yeah. It was like, it was as good as, you know, it's like going to the drive-in and watching it from the, from the crack in the, in the, in the fence. No, I saw a couple of concerts. You used to be able to go up above the Greek Theater in Berkeley and sit right behind the fence, which was basically, you know, if it ended at Section Q, yeah. you were in Section Z. Uh, w. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, like, Joe Jackson and Elvis Costello. <laughs> um, Elvis. Elvis never played the Greek. Elvis. I think he played the Circle Star. Oh, that's gone now too. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think of uh, the Brown Two of Liberty after drinking that really rich? It still holds up. They're they're a good pair. I mean, they're a good pair back and forth. They both have um, enough going on that uh, the flavors. You can still taste the flavor of Liberty. Yeah. And if we went back to the the uh, the Ken and uh, Fritz, or Fritz and Ken, you would probably still taste that. Because they're doing totally different things. Yeah. That tastes like chocolate because it's incredibly malt forward uh, to get that flavor out. Whereas this tastes like hops because it's been dry hopped twice yeah. or once. or. I mean, you get a little bit less of the fruity flavor. After the after the uh, stout, but you still get the hops. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's that. Well, you know, this is a first beer. Is incredible. Uh, it's not the same beer. The second with the second bottle, right after the Fritz and Ken. Well, Anchor Anchor Steam does a wonderful thing between brand new fresh Anchor Steam and slight slightly older rounder anchor steam and i love them both but they're two distinct flavors yes and i don't know the the interval of time that passes from fresh anchor steam to where it's big and soft and round anchor steam and it's not that it's bad it's just like this transformation that it does over probably a pretty short period of time unfortunately one thing to hold against anchor is they have the uh that i knew at one point the strange uh dating code Oh. Where if we pick up our bottle of Liberty, it will tell us um, what looks like C-A-V. Yep, C-A-V. So C is, it was something, the, the letter the letter corresponds to the month. It's like, it's they, they're switching out, part of it is they switch out uh, months for letters, but the, so C, if, if C... In the scheme, C would be March, if that's in the right position, because right. C is the third letter of the alphabet, March is the third month. Right. But I don't really know how the rest of this works. Because if it's C-A-V... 
V is like toward the end of the alphabet. It's like what the twenty second letter. Well, that could be the A V, right? So it could be. it could be 15 because they're using A for the number one and V for the Roman. <laughs> yeah. They're probably not doing that. Or V, but, or, yeah, it could be 123, whatever that means. March, January 23. <laughs> March, January 23. <laughs> Day after my birthday. Uh, but, yeah, Anchor doesn't have the straightforward thing, so it's not as easy to figure out. There's, one- isn't there a decoder on the website? I don't know. There's a decoder on uh, on Russian rivers. No, Russian River is straightforward. It just says when it is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Anything else to say, John? Uh, I was going to talk about going to Russian River. We were there. Oh, and uh, tasting books. Yeah, tasting books. So we were going to Russian. We went when we were going to Boonville. We stopped at Russian River. Damn, they have good pizza. For pizza. And for uh, parking violation, <laughs> which is their pale ale. I got a parking violation at Russian River once. And you know why? No. When I was a kid, uh, and they remodeled 4th Street, which is the street on the front side of Russian River, uh, the spaces along 4th Street, even though there were meters everywhere else downtown, yeah. the spaces in front were free. Mm. Um, and then at some point, when they changed them from being perpendicular to, to angle parking, they put in meters. Uh, but I remembered my entire life from when they'd re- you just drive up, because right next door was a, a Stan Roy's Music that was also a music store and last record store. You just pull up, park in front. So one of the first times I went up when Russian River ended up in their new location where they are now in downtown Santa Rosa, I just pulled up, parked, went in, had lunch, came back out, had a parking ticket. Thankfully, being Santa Rosa, it was like a $12 parking right. ticket. Hardly, but, uh, hardly worth the effort of writing it. Exactly. But parking violation. Parking violation. Okay, so here's the thing. Anytime you go to Russian River, you can't just automatically order the things that you always drink from Russian River. Yeah, because they look boring on that list. Well, yeah. but <laughs> And, and, and the, th- the other thing that, that I learned is, is that Pliny the Elder is made there. So it's it's not the factory it's not the fifty barrel version of Pliny, it's the twelve barrel version of Pliny. Yeah. So it's it's you know night and day difference, which is fine, but that's not what I'm interested in. That's not why I'm there. And when I'm there, I wanna f- I'm looking I'm scanning down the board and I'm like, wow, Russian River makes a porter? Yeah. Wow, Russian River makes a makes a pail. Uh, these are beers that I have not had. Yep. And there are shun beers that you you only see normally once a year. And so it really is to you to pay attention and and pull something that you haven't had before. Right. Because it's really easy to say, yeah, I'd like a blind pig or a Pliny the Elder or Consecration or Supplication or Publication. You know, one of the beers that we always drink all the time. Yeah. So uh, makes sense in a major way to skip that and go with, you know, skip the things that you know and go with something you don't because you know that's kind of the rule you're you're at a place that you've that you don't often get to try the things that you don't know right uh like the dark beer fresh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, river stout you know when you get to uh when you get to bear republic same thing you know look at all the beer that they look at all the beer that makes it here racer five racer ten uh, 
Hop Rod Rye. Hop Rod Rye. The whatever that red beer is that shows up once in a while. And those are the four beers that we pretty much see. Yeah, it, that's all we see from from that for that from that brewery and in, in the, in the and they're probably coming out of Cloverdale and they're coming out of Cloverdale. So when you get to the brewery, you know there used to be that the brewery is brewing four or five batches a day just to keep up with their just to keep up with the bottling that they were yeah. doing. Right. Well, now that Cloverdale's open, the brewery has gone back to being more. You know, okay, the immediate we, local we can, pub stuff. we can slow it down. We can have the variety. We're not making Racer Five five times a day. You know, here's here's how this is going to work. And as a brewer, it's probably a lot a lot happier to you know be doing it in whatever size barrel batch than doing it over and over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. Again. So the beer is different uh, now that now that they have a production facility. So uh, you know, once again. You have to scan down the board and go, oh, I've never had one of those. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bear Republic makes a stout. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a very Black Bear Stout or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's Black Bear Stout. Uh, and it's excellent. No, no. They, you know, just because just they make one beer really good also probably leads to the fact that they make a lot of other beers really good. Exactly. And, uh, you know, like... It's like every one of these things. Uh, Stone is a great example. Um, never been. Gotta go. Never been. You should go. So Stone, you know, they're known for Arrogant Bastard. Um, and a lot of people love, love that beer. But look at all the stuff that they make. In addition, their, right. I, their IPA is wonderful. The uh, Double Bastard, I believe, is the bastard that you want to drink. We've talked about that before. Uh, the Ruination is quite good. Uh, all the beer that's coming out of there, you know, just you know, look for look for the things that that you haven't ever tried before. Same with uh, Lagunitas. Same with Lagunitas. Uh, Undercover Shutdown was one of the choices today, and you know, it's always something that I want to grab because I love the name <laughs> and I love the premise of it. Right. You know, because they made a beer, uh, they 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 had an incident, and they made a story out of it. Life gave them lemons, and they made lemonade. No, they made a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else do I know? Let's see. Festivals that are coming up. Uh, I think we're going to – I think I'm going to be at the the, uh, craft – at the National Homebrewers Convention, which is in June, although I'm waffling right now. About jet eggs. Uh, no, I did have eggs, but I'm waffling about going. I've, um, I, well, I must tell you, it, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, for, for two reasons. One, it's a lot of money to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's that trip is going to cost like, we'll just call it a lot of money. And, you know, it's not a lot of money in the scheme of things, but it's like, damn. When I, I I'm, went and, and I'm going and I'm going to work. You know, I'm not go. I'm not going to really participate. I'm going there to promote, to promote. You know, the show and record some stuff and do that kind of thing. So, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, you know, everyone's like, dude, you're going to a beer convention. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of work. Well, I got to say, when I went to beautiful uh, Minneapolis, because uh-huh. uh, it's Minneapolis, Saint Paul, it's Minneapolis, right? yeah. Um, I went there last September, and. Uh, I got a cheap flight back. I took the train out. That was the big trip out through Chicago and then up. 
I flew back, and the flight was 120-something on Frontier. Uh-huh. Um, Frontier makes Southwest look classy. Yeah. But it was a cheap flight. And then um, I stayed downtown at the Westin, which was a beautiful hotel, for like 90 bucks a night. That's I don't know if it's a different time of the year or what's going on. But um, well, the the hotel's ninety bucks a night, yeah, which is fine, and it's neck. I didn't get in the main convention hotel, which is that's okay too. Well, they have habit trails that connect them all. They do, and it's June, so it's not horribly horribly hot. Um, that's fine. But yeah, I did. Uh, a, it was like a one hop through Denver on Frontier. Yeah. Anyway, I just you know I just don't like traveling anymore. I mean, that's just me. You know, every single time there's a, uh, well, this year, GABF, I'm definitely not going. I've just pre-decided I'm not even going to bother. See, my needle's coming back around to maybe on GABF. Yeah, but I don't, I, it's. They, it's not a, it's not a, I need to go to GABF. Yeah. Of course, my room's already booked for Oregon. Yes, my room's already booked for Oregon. <laughs> Flight's already booked for Oregon. I haven't uh, figured that out yet. So are you, when you go to Oregon, are you skipping Saturday total? No. Okay. I go to the festival every day the festival is on. I may only go for an hour or two. Got it. But I thought you skipped out last year, like, by Sunday or by Saturday. No. Was it Thomas that did that? Somebody, Gary. I think it was Gary. Somebody was done by Saturday. Maybe Thomas was done by Saturday. But, but no, I go every day. Sunday's interesting because you're just sort of like hanging out. You're all sort of like dead to the world on the whole thing. And everybody's just basically using up their tokens and then getting on their way to the airport. Right. But, you know, it's something that I've been doing for a billion years now. Uh-huh. Um, a billion meaning, I have to research this. I had, a, I, had, I had a discussion with somebody on Friday night. Was it, has had I been going for 16 or 17 years at this point? <laughs> Um, but, um, no, I go every day because if you're going to take in the 80, you know, I think it's about roughly 80, it's roughly 80 beers, roughly 80 beers, um, and do most of them, you're going to want to break it up into like, you know, portions of, you know, right. Cause it's only two or three hours at a time that we, we ever spend in the right. festival. Well, the other thing is, is that there's beers that I automatically don't try watermelon wheat. Um, Line's too long. We have it all the time. Exactly. Uh, when Anchor's up there, Liberty Ale is usually their uh-huh. beer up there. I don't have Liberty Ale up there. Nope. I usually don't have what Sierra Nevada's dealing. I use, Basically, I don't have what the local breweries are dealing. Right. Well, Why am I going to go drink uh, Lagunitas IPA in Portland? You're not. And there's that, uh, let's see, it wasn't last year that I went, but the year before. There was uh, something from Bell's that had won a gold medal at GABF. And I wanted to have that. And I was very happy that I got to try it. Yeah. And there's a lot of really fantastically interesting stuff that you'd never get, either from uh, one of the smaller organ breweries or just some brewery in some place you're never going to make it to. Right. And their product doesn't make it out here. And you know that in, you know, that, that beer in that keg was put on a truck and brought there under good conditions for that festival. And so you know you're not going to get you're not going to get spoiled crap beer at, at Oregon. Also because the OBF is uh, to use a word that I've been using for a while, but I found a lot of people are using it now. Curated that it's invitation only. 
That's right. That you, you know, it's please bring this. Yes, it's like, and it's it's purchased. It's not donated. Right. It's a very well. It's a very well curated, very well put together festival. You're always. I've never had a bad beer there, and I've never. Or had, I've never had. I've never had a beer that's not right there. I've had bad beer there. Oh well, that's not the fault of the. <laughs> that's not the fault. That's not the fault. And I've had some fest. beer that should have been bad, but wasn't. Like the infamous McMinimums, or no, uh, Widmer Ubertuber, the potato beer. I remember that beer. Yeah, Ubertuber. That was weird. Made out of potatoes. It was weird. What the heck? It was weird. I love that T-shirt though. The upside, it, it, it's the Widmer's logo, but it's it's an upside down W. It's the upside down McDonald's M for Widmer. I got to talk to Rob Widmer again. He was at the he was at the uh, during SF Beer Week. He was at one of the events. He was pouring the the uh, IPA that they made their black their version of black IPA, and uh, it tasted exactly like an IPA. Like the way that they used their, the way that they used their their malt, was for color mostly, uh-huh. not for flavor. Uh, it's an interesting style. It is an interesting style. It'll be it'll be fun to see how it how, where it goes. You know what what the next thing that comes out of that is. You know because all the stuff is transitional. Tectonic plates are moving. We yeah. stand above them drinking beer. As the plates move between between and betwixt our feet, it'll be you know the other thing that's going to be interesting related to my rant about beer is is when the styles start to to go away from those styles where the brewers are like, yeah, we like this, we like this, but we're going to push this. Well, you know, I know you like I, your your rant on IPA is a bad name, yeah, and or double IPA. No, just IPA in general. It's not, you know, not sent to India anymore. Not brewed in this under, you know, under this recipe anymore. Shouldn't be, and it's mostly, a, it's mostly a product of local ingredients. But people know what they're expecting. Sure, but it's still the name. This the name is not correct. But the name has become generic. Then all the more reason to rename it. Oh, John. Whatever. <sighs> what else do we have to talk about? My need to go to sleep. Yeah, you've been up for a while. It's time. <laughs> I've, been been for, uh, I've been up for about 10 hours. You've been point. yawning on the show for, for... Can they hear that? Yes. No, yawns don't make noise. Sometimes they do. It's the big huff. Oh, the... Uh, yeah, that. That's my ennui. So I guess we have to have some homework. Uh, I don't know what the homework is going to be. I didn't even plan homework. Uh, I would say, even though it's not readily available everywhere, it should be in a lot of good beer stores here or there. Find some Liberty Ale or find some Ken and Fritz beer. Exactly. Find some Ken and Fritz beer. Actually, this would be this Ken and Fritz beer will become a never beer. Yeah. uh, Soon enough. I was so impressed in that. I don't impressed with that. I'm not really one to save beer. Right. I'm impressed enough with that beer to actually get a couple of balls and throw them in my closet. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, it's San Francisco. We can do that exactly. And it also, I'm in a I'm in a hundred year old building, so my closet has a window. <laughs> and so, if you have an open window in in your closet in San Francisco, that basically guarantees pretty good beer storage. That is a refrigerator. <laughs> yes, I made a refrigerator out of a closet. How did you do that? I opened the window. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's the homework. Um, Get some Kenan Fritz and put them in a closet. <laughs> Fritz and Fritz and Ken's Ale. Fritz and Ken's Ale. Sierra Triple X 30th anniversary. Nice. Well, it's nine uh, points. <laughs> it's nine. I never want to drink that again after I just did that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want you, to put my. I'm not. Bow, chicky, bow, bow. <laughs> it's there. Somewhere in that page. It tells you story. I passed my scooter class. La, 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 nice. La. What do you get from passing your scooter class? I get a certificate. Uh-huh. Which I then have to I have to walk to the DMV or take to the DMV. Can't ride your scooter to the DMV? No, I can ride my scooter to the DMV. I have to take it to the DMV. I did the point is I can't mail her to do it online. Um and then I just go here. And they go, okay. And then they mail me my new license with my uh, motorcycle class oh, on so, it. Oh, so you've been riding around with a driver's license, with, with not, my, but not for two wheels. No, with my learner's permit. I feel oh. like I'm 15 and a half again. Because <laughs> I can't ride at night, uh-huh. can't ride on the freeway, right. and I can't carry anybody on the back. How did you get across the bridge then? Technically, the bridge is a toll bridge. Not a freeway. It's not a freeway. And where do you have to get? Where do you have to exit to make sure that that's uh, the Golden Gate Bridge is privately owned. That's even better. Um, you just get on the first exit right by the toll plaza, or you get on the first entrance right by the toll plaza, yeah. and you get off the uh, well, technically the second exit, which is the one that goes down to Sausalito. Right. Because if you got off the first exit, that would just put you in the view, the Vista Point at the north end of the bridge. The Bay Bridge. The Bay Bridge is more interesting. Um, the first time I crossed the Bay Bridge, I got on uh, the first street exit, which drops you into the left lane, but it brings its own lane onto the bridge. That's why I use that that entrance. Got it. But when you, by the time you get to the other side of the bridge, you have to be in the right lane because you're getting off the first exit, which is West Grand. Yes. And so at some point on the bridge, you and your scooter have to make it across all five, all five lanes. lanes. Luckily, since they put that S turn in there for the bridge construction. You just one shot. No, everybody slows down like really slow. Oh. Um, coming back, I did the same thing reversed. You come on from West Grand, which drops you down onto the right lane. And I've got a fast track, the little electronic toll thing. Yeah. And all I have to do is shove it up my sleeve. And go through the toll plaza at speed, and it sets it off. Um, but then I wanted to get off on the right or on the left hand side of the bridge, where you make the big U turn, because the ramp coming off the right hand side, people go really fast on that when they get off the bridge. I don't like that, so I went the big U turn ramp. So it was once again click 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 across all five lanes on the left side. Yeah, and then that dumps you off on, a, and you go down Embarcadero to wherever you're going. Yeah. Um, but the second time I did it, I came on the carpool on ramp in San Francisco. Uh huh. No problem at all. Zoom. Because my little scooter's zoomy. Cool. And then I just stayed in the right lane the whole way. 
Well, we should call class dismissed, I think. Okay. Ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Class. Dismissed! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. Oh. What was, that, just, what was that buzzing sound? My little teeny tiny vibrator in my pocket connected uh, to my phone. It says, Motor, come to here! Motor, where are you? Motor, so... Is Evil Sarah really back in town? Oh, yeah. Okay. What What was the... We're not putting this on Beer Skull. No, I'm just... I know when you turn this thing off. Um, <laughs> no. I was just... Is she back in town? <laughs> evil Sarah... Wait, that's Evil Sarah summon, summoning you right now. Yeah. I'm, going uh, home. I'm going home going to sleep. I've been up at, well, I can't go to sleep or else I'm going to give myself jet lag. Yeah, that's no good. I know, because it's like, what, 4? No, maybe? it's not even. 3.30? 3.30. Yeah. No, this getting up at 5 in the morning crap is crap. Although the sun was up. So I didn't break that rule of my, my learner's permit. Can't drive when there's no sun? Yeah. And at 6 o'clock this morning and yesterday morning, the street lights were off, so I considered that to be. Yeah, that's. Well, technically, there's there's two kinds of... Well, we could look in the paper, and I'm sure the paper says sunrise right, right now is probably well, like five-something. Right. Well, <laughs> from, a, from a, a flying point of view, technically, the sun doesn't have to be over the horizon. It's like half an hour before sunrise yeah. is considered daylight. Because there's enough light there that you, can, that you can do real things. Oh, this is the time of the year where I usually wake up in... The, around six in the morning because the sun is coming straight into my apartment. Cool. And then I go back then I go back to sleep. Hey, my favorite quarter. Guam? No. Quar- no, the one with the tree on it. Like Mississippi? No, the one with the tree. Connecticut. Oh Connecticut? No, that's Mississippi. No, no. that's Connecticut. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they got somebody really cared about this this quarter. <laughs> Unlike California, where they put a bear and a dude in a mountain. I like. Uh, I don't even know what state it is. It's Maryland. One of them has a really long bridge on it. Yep. And then uh, I do like Crater Lake for Oregon. It's pretty. Oh uh, yeah, I think I've only seen that quarter once. I have. I have an ashtray where I've got most of them, but I think I'm missing one or two still. And now they're releasing, like, American Samoa. What's an American Samoa? It's, our, like, Puerto Rico, it's, it's like, our colonies, but we don't call them colonies, oh. because that would be wrong in this enlightened age. You have one of those quarters? I haven't no. seen any new quarters. How about the uh, the nickels with the bigger Thomas Jefferson on them? Yeah, that's kind of cool. No, they're new quarters. I got, like, a Samoa quarter the other day. It's got to be worth more than 25 cents. No. Although the euro uh, is going down. Good news for travelers. Yep. Yeah, talk, Mass- talk Mass- to those Greeks. Massachusetts is pretty silly. It's got a dude with a gun and the state. <laughs> Stay off my state! <laughs> Have you been reading... Uh, uh, okay... I'm probably the last person of my peer group who reads the paper every day. Uh, <laughs> have you been want- seeing Doonesbury? No. 
how far back do I have to go? Basically, I think it's the last week. Uh, it's all about smelly geeks at MIT. Ugh. And one of the characters, who's whoever's daughter now, is uh, going around trying to convince the geeks in the lab at MIT to wear deodorant. That's what Doonesbury's been for the last week. <laughs> wow. It's pretty good. I want to know where Gary Trudeau came up with this uh, with this thread for his for his comic. Well, no. If you hang out with geeks long enough, there's a bunch of them that just you know really need help. Yeah, both socially and that, that and is this entire. You have to look up Dunes. Look at a couple of Dunesberries. Yeah, that's the. Uh, it's no wonder you guys can't get dates. Yeah. Well, you also saw the because uh, Jay Brooks had it on his website. That would be Brookston dot uh, Brookston Beer Bulletin dot org. The uh, Pearls Before Swine, where uh, uh, Rat is going. Would it be wrong to you know like just name a product you really wanted in the comic strip? So hopefully they'd send us some. <laughs> and you know it's one of those things where Stephen, uh, how you pronounce his last name, is there like he's there like sketching something at the drawing board and Rat's sitting there, and and he goes, well no, and Rat just goes Sierra Nevada beer, Sierra Nevada beer, Sierra Nevada beer. <laughs> That's perfect. We should send him Sierra Nevada. <laughs> yes, we're fans. The owner, hey, you know what? We should have him on the show. He's a con- how you know once once you're syndicated and in enough papers. Yes, I understand creative genius, but how hard can that be to draw a fucking comic strip? You know, it's evidently it's really hard. I'm sure it is. Uh, I, I would say it comes in fits and starts. Yeah, you probably doing crea- having done creative stuff and having to write on demand. I can understand it would come in fits and starts, and you would freak out that you could never get a good idea again. But he's got all these good ideas. Let's just have the crocodile do something stupid, right? Well, and the croc, yeah, the eating, eating zebras. That's always funny, and part of it would be you would just come up with you would come up you would either write down stuff that you saw in real life. You would talk about your non-creativity. What if you know what I would do if I was uh, Stephen Pastis or whatever his name is? I would <laughs> take all the characters, and I don't remember which one came first. I think it was Grand Canyon. I would take all the characters from Pearls Before Swine and send them to the Grand Canyon, just like the Brady Bunch did. Oh yeah. And then, like a year later, I would take all the characters from Pearls Before Swine and go to Hawaii and have an <laughs> evil tiki god. <laughs> Maybe that's where they dumped the evil tiki god. Was that uh, was it Ninth and Irving? No, under a brewery. No, no, that's that's dead. That's that's Indian, dead. That's dead Indian Indians. barrel ground. <laughs> Uh, do you have wine? No, we don't have wine. It's too hard to get a case of wine. What do you mean you close at ten? And I never even put a curse on them. No, they were precursed. I can I can give a list of all the places, everything I've put a curse on. There are not that many curses, but yeah. Didn't you uncurse the wash bag? No, I never cursed the wash bag. I cursed. I had a really good curse. That, oh, the Forty ers Yeah. If the if my curse is still working on the Forty ers they're going to lose the election in Santa Clara. <laughs> Well, you put that back on. 49ers, you're cursed. And there's the Adobe curse. There is the Adobe curse. 
Why did I have to buy a new version of Photoshop like a year ago when freehand keeps working and working and working? I don't know. That's why. Photoshop. And my page mill doesn't work anymore. Finally. <laughs> well, that tool should have been stopped working a long time ago. <laughs> that never even ran in OS ten. That had to run in emulation mode. You ran. No, I didn't. Uh, I saw the box. That's what so. your G- I saw the box. That's what your G5 is for. Because you could actually run OS 9 and emulation on the G5 and run page mill. <laughs> Fortunately, that thing stopped at two. Yep. I got both of them <laughs> in the boxes. Oh, page mill. Who's that over in the corner? Isn't it the kid? No, it's not the kid. Oh. You have to keep talking. What is that in the corner? I wasn't even looking in the corner. Oh, it's broken something. Broken something. There's a bike pump. No, it's broken trimmer glass. Oh, no. See? It's cracked. It's, it's, uh... Well, it's still usable, I suppose. No, it's not usable. Unless but you want not, little bits of glass in it. It structurally failed, but it's still intact. I know, but I, I have to find a place, find a way to, uh, find a way, find somebody who has the glass that's similar to this, and just do the whoosh. Like, no, I brought my glass. No, what you do is you take a bunch of grain and epoxy and fill it up with that. Oh, there you go. We could make a planter out of it. Actually, you could probably just make a uh, mixture of Elmer's glue, water down some Elmer's glue, a lot, uh huh, and then pour it over uh, grain in a glass. All right, I'll have to get some grain from Zambo. Or you could put an iron pipe. Here's what you do: you put it at the end of an iron pipe. <laughs> you put the grain around the outside. You pour down the. Uh, you pour down the Elmers over it. So you'd have a layer of grain between the glass and the iron pipe. Oh yeah. So and it looks like so it looks like the grain is actually in there correctly. Yes. Ah, that's a good idea. Doesn't and you could leave enough threading on top so you could thread it onto a bigger iron pipe and go I'm gonna hit you with my grain pipe <laughs> glass. My grain pipe glass. <laughs> I am I am the Lord of Grain Pipe Glass Beer Scepter. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> hey kid go get the iron pipe glass green glass 